Hi, I'm Liam O'Rourke, and this week Roman Reigns was suspended for 30 days due to failing the wellness policy, Jerry Lawler was arrested for domestic violence, and Paige was taken in and questioned following a physical confrontation with civilians. As a result, Vince McMahon wasn't at Raw or SmackDown this week as he was at home, longing for the days of Sheik and Duggan snorting in the same car. I'm Carl Jones. I'd like to know at what point did it become socially acceptable for us to merge two words into one? When did we become so lazy as a society that we couldn't use words like British exit, we had to use Brexit? And we couldn't use Brad and Angela, then we had to use Brangelina. Our entire English language has been big sexied. If we're not careful, soon we're just going to be left with five words and a hair flip. And I'm Kieran O'Rourke, and I am pleased to announce that despite my rant against wrestling fans on last week's show, I am still on 69 Twitter followers. Awesome. Speaking of 69, it's great to see Sasha Banks back. Miss you, baby. This is the panel for the 89th Squared Circle Gazette Radio, and you can hear us book the 2016 WWE Draft... Next. Hello everyone and welcome to the 89th Squared Circle Gazette Radio. I am Liam O'Rourke alongside Kieran O'Rourke. Evening. Carl Jones. I got the right pills this week. And G. John Chase is not here this week <laughs> as uh, he is unfortunately uh, otherwise occupied but we are doing a show this week uh, that many of you have requested uh, as soon as the WWE announced their second go at the brand extension uh, about a month or so ago we had plenty of requests come in and said fellas how about you uh, you tackle this yourselves and we are here to do just that today uh, we have done a number of other uh, fantasy booking fixing rebooking savings whatever you want to call them uh, shows in the past looking at different companies and different periods of time uh, you can go back to the archives at squaredcirclegazette.com to listen to every show we've ever done and, uh, and one of the ones we've done previously it was number 57 as I checked earlier today was on the original brand extension April 2002 uh, we tackled Raw and Smackdown Vince and Flair and how they did it back then and how we would do it this is the first time we've done one of these shows without the benefit of hindsight which is going to make for a very interesting podcast today i feel so uh, initial thoughts around the table about uh what an undertaking this is wwe going for this one more time <laughs> i guess uh if at first you don't succeed more intrigue whether they've actually learned any lessons from the first go around yeah will nxt be completely gutted and how much they've actually bothered to think about the logistics of it or is it just because shit smackdown's going live so Let's do something different. I think probably not a lot. <laughs> um, certainly an element of intrigue, uh, much much as Kieran said there. Um, but you know, far be it for me to change my normally optimistic and positive tones, but <laughs> there was certainly a, a sense of dread. Because the, the first, first thing that came to my mind was, Christ, three hours of Raw with half a roster. Yeah. How terrible is that going to be in comparison to what it's like now with a full complement? Which, dra- which drags now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've got... It's set against the backdrop of... It's not being done because of any real great strategic plans that Vince has had. Shock horror. <laughs> it's more to do with the nature of SmackDown's ratings are in the tank. We need, we need to build those up as part of our sort of overall package for the TV deal down the line and keeping USA sweet. So we'll send it. So we'll make SmackDown live. Ooh, let's do a brand extension. So you know, that sort of arse about face thinking has me <laughs> has me concerned. And on a selfish level, Kieran touched on an NXT there. I know it's developmental. I know what it should be really. But selfishly, if if it is gutted, I'm I'm going to miss that sort of you know that nice easy to watch 45 minutes of wrestling I get every week with normally a, you know a decent sort of big show every couple of months. So. 
we'll see. Hopefully they've they've learnt from the first time round. Uh, but I'm I'm not going to bet the house on that. Well, it's, it's a nice segue to start into what we're going to do here, because obviously throughout the course of this podcast, we're not necessarily trying to do a what do we think they're going to do. This is a if we were in control, what would we do? So there's a couple of things that you mentioned there, Carl, in terms of following their own footsteps and how this is going to go. And I do feel a sense of deja vu in the fact that this whole thing has been put together in a very sloppy manner, similar to how it was originally. For those of you who don't remember, back in 2002, they did the whole thing where Vince and Flair were 50-50 owners, uh, the board of directors decided that they only wanted one owner and they chose Vince over Flair despite the fact that Vince had bought in the NBO to kill the company like weeks before it, it really made no sense uh, the, the board wanted them and they said oh we're going to review our decision they decided that, okay no we're just going to have we're going to have the brand extension we're going to split the companies and that's that there was no big climactic angle to build to this similarly speaking look at right now Shane McMahon has to, has to win the right to run Raw at WrestleMania, loses, ends up running Raw anyway. And, and even though they started this whole thing where Vince wants Shane and Steph to rip each other's throats out, they've done nothing of the sort, and then it just comes out on the internet that we're doing a brand extension just because. So, and again, in, in terms of following footsteps in a bad way, the whispers of two world titles and 20 pay-per-views a year. Fucking hell. <laughs> had, you, had you not heard that one, Kieran? It, no, the, I fucking haven't heard that one. The, the brand-only show for, for for both brands each month. Well, apart from the big four. I suppose the one difference is it's their network shows rather than proper pay-per-views. Yeah, the the, the model has changed, you're right. But, but it's sort of just hearing Liam explain it, explain back the original concept of the... Uh, of the brand extension and just you know sort of refreshing my memory that that was all in large part because of the the, the failed effort 12 months prior or a little less than 12 months prior to have a WCW brand that they couldn't get off the ground that that Viacom wanted no part of. so it's all yeah god all, all the hallmarks are there again aren't they they very much are uh, we have got to uh, to get to throughout the course of the show your thoughts as well you the loyal listeners have chimed in with your thoughts on what you want to see from this brand extension uh, Mark 2 and of course G. John Chase in his absence has uh, sent along his general thoughts oh, on this yeah. <laughs> Chase says, after the rather shocking conclusion to Money in the Bank, which we should talk about, uh, I have to admit that my expectations for the draft have changed slightly. Dean Ambrose essentially being the champion of the company going forward, or at least till SummerSlam, has shown that the draft can literally go anywhere, and that Vince has planned fuck all. Gee, I hate to break it to you, mate, but I don't think he's going to make it past the next pay-per-view with the title. Well, we'll, we'll see. Uh, with rumours circling of possible uh, names being contacted to return and a number of NXT call-ups fluctuating constantly, I have to be honest and say I have no idea where the fuck they're going with this draft. And it's fucking brilliant, isn't it? This is an actual key thing, because one of the things that I think was quite obvious was that it was looking like one show's seen as one show's Romans. And with this recent controversy, Roman Reigns suspended for 30 days, Dean Ambrose becoming champion... This is something that we're going to have to deal with around the table. So I guess it's kind of a, it ties into what we want to talk about anyway, which is: do we go one world title? Do we go two world titles? Do we keep it on Ambrose for the for the near future? What are you? What, what's your gut feeling before we break down to brass tacks? Approaching this, I think my thought process was: we're going to look at what the strengths of a brand extension can be, rather than again uh, just arbitrarily throwing ideas out there. And also, if we're going up to Mania, probably book back from Mania. And then that really stand that's as the cornerstone, the foundation for where we're putting who is going where on what shows and stuff, rather than just sticking guys uh, arbitrarily on one show or the other just because it looks right, the balance looks right in the short term, but in the long term view it becomes a mess because you need to start chopping and changing to get where you need to go. So I would say in terms of overall structure, yeah, find out what we want to do at Mania um, and book back, fill out rosters accordingly from that point of view. In terms of uh, I said strengths and weaknesses of. The draft extent of uh, the brand extension before. I think we've got to go one world champion. 
Champion. Champion. One, one champion who floats and gives you opportunity to build uh, the next opponent on one on one show, while on the other show, the, the main story, like the title storylines in play. Um, and I personally, I'll do that for all the belts. Um, all of them. All of them. Yeah. Uh, whether you have you split the women across both shows and the tag teams across both shows, or you put them all together, like tags one show, women on a different show. My inclination would be second guessing them they won't do that because I, don't, I know that's not the point of the show but they won't want to maybe not so much the tag teams but definitely the women they'll want the, the, the women's presence on both shows yeah they, they don't want to isolate that demographic yeah. to one show yeah absolutely you have US champion on one IC title on the other okay floating worlds floating tags and if we're going to go along with their thinking floating women's champion as well uh, that's pretty much exactly what I was hoping to hear. Carl, are you uh, echoing those sentiments? It's unanimous round the table. I I did wonder for a second there when, when Kieran was laying that out, when we talked about titles, I, I thought he was going down the line of either dropping the IC or the US, but uh, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly happy with that setup. There's a lot of people who are very opposed to this two world titles thing, and it's funny, again, like we said previously, when we did the show episode 57 uh, of uh, trying to fix the WWF in April 2002, a lot of the sentiments that, that came out or are coming out around the table now are actually ones we talked about that really should have been done then, and they, actually, and they did do that. They originally did have the one world champion, split it up into two, and I thought the, uh, the impact was quite telling in a negative way. Interesting little side note here, because we're talking about... Uh, differences with these shows and obviously we, you know, we're going to talk about the roster we're going to talk about booking plans and things like that coming up but just on the on the, on the presentation front it's something that G. John Chase mentioned he goes uh, first off both brands need a radical redesign in their presentation uh, they've both been using the same setup since at least 2008 both shows need to get distinctively different stages exclusive commentary teams and new interview techniques I would stick to just two two man commentary teams uh, sorry Byron Saxton you're out uh, Michael Cole and Corey Graves I can hear Liam groan from here he says for Raw and Mauro Ronaldo with that fab Bitch JBL on SmackDown. Uh, the Cole Bradshaw double act needs to end its stale and has been for years. Splitting them up and giving them new partners will give them new motivation and new chemistry. Just look at Jerry Lawler. Uh, Moro Ronaldo is key to SmackDown getting a separate identity from Raw and could have an interesting chemistry with Brown Nose Layfield. Uh, interview techniques would also go. No more boring backstage interviews or segments where no one seems to see that there's a camera crew right in front of them as they're planning their dastardly deeds. Instead, Raw will go back to interviews of old by having their interview segments on the stage circa the late 80s early 90s the older mean gene at the uh, the stage near the crowd uh, by going back to the techniques of old they'll be able to make what was old fresh again by having the wrestlers perform their promos actually in front of the audience in contrast Smackdown could go towards the more UFC style of interviews by having pre-taped sit-down interviews with Mauro Ronaldo uh, this would help certain members of the talent who I would assign to Smackdown who have difficulty performing live promos by creating two distinctively fresh techniques which will help distinguish both brands so uh, interesting ideas on the presentation front and there are other uh, again we'll get to the, uh, the loyalists thoughts about presentation but this is something that I think is key is having two distinctly unique shows in terms of presentation because if it just feels the same after a three hour roar one of the driving forces to want to watch another two hours the next day is that okay well let's see something different now well bear in mind we're giving ourselves a bit more of a free reign here are we cutting Raw down to two hours, or, or are we saying we have to we have to go with the three? I think we have to go with the three. I, I, okay. I, I, okay. I mean, yeah, I, just, just, perfect, just, we've, just we've got the parameters, right? Yeah, okay. Perfect world, of course, we would if we were the owners. But since we're just the bookers brought in here with the new three guys replacing the twenty around the table uh, in this uh, this scenario, we unfortunately have to deal with the three hour Raw, which is something to consider when it comes to the draft, because you would think that there needs to be more talent on Raw than SmackDown just to, to fill the extra time, right? Yeah. Just in on that, in respect to that, and. With regards to what uh, G said, I would no problem with the two different styles of interviews, but I'd switch them around. Given that you've got three hours to fill on Raw, 
I think you'd better off filling some of that with more interesting in-depth interviews that are pre-taped just because you've got more, more time to film yeah so so a few more of those NXT style elements like the video packages we've seen the sit down promos things like that appearing on Raw to, to mix that up because again you are going to need a lot more variety on Raw I feel with that being a longer show yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not opposed to the, to the sit down element at all particularly for more recent talent brought in to give, to give that backstory I mean you know, who knows anything about Apollo Crews at this point except he's a baby face who smiles a lot it is a nice smile. Oh, it's a, it's a million dollar smile, but you know, it doesn't yeah, equate. Ten cent brain. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't equate to a million dollar buys. Um, the, the pre-tapes is fine, but I, I think he's got a bit confused between the fact of SmackDown going live and SmackDown being a formally taped show there. Because I'm not, I'm not sure you need to strictly keep it to talent that maybe struggles in front of a live crowd. You know, sort of as your logic for doing it. I don't think that's necessarily needed. You know you've got the pre-tape you can be a bit more freewheeling with it anyway and I think you can I think it has its merits you know for people who are naturally strong promos as well I don't think you'd need to sort of pigeonhole it for what you would you know perceive as sort of verbally weaker talent I agree entirely on, on a different presentation by and large I'm not sold on on the podium element though that's sort of a I think that's a, a sort of a, a rehash that isn't necessarily needed. What, what are your thoughts on that one? I don't mind it just because again I've got a, I've got a soft spot for the, you know, the days of Oakland bringing up you know Jake the Snake to the uh, to the old stand and you know an angle happening amongst the people. I, mean, I thought it was uh, quite unique. What I would say is though, when you got three hours each week, it would get very repetitive very quick. Yeah. Um, Whether they're on a podium or backstage, it's it's tantamount to the same thing really. So I don't I don't see a great benefit to doing it. I suppose the theory would be that there's more energy to it in the uh, the backstage. Mm. Even though even then, typically speaking, those backstage ones only go about sixty seconds anyway. So ultimately, I think that you know, variety is the spice of life. A little bit of here, a little bit of there. When they did the brand extension the first time, and SmackDown didn't really change that much visually, but Raw did. Raw had you know. And then they, they ended up changing SmackDown more with the silver, yeah, the silver uh, ring aprons and the referee shirts and stuff like that. Yeah, little little changes happened over time, and I think more of that would would be good here. The stages I agree with because they use the same one stage for every pay per view, every Raw and SmackDown. If they want to go all in with this, if they want to go balls deep, pardon the expression, then uh, then I think that, you know a little bit extra extra cash, uh, you know, inject it here. In terms of brand identity, Michael3165 on the UK fan forums say they need different feels completely. SmackDown needs to be what Raw should be and isn't. A gritty product that feels unique and different. Revamp the brand completely, a different set and different layout. Uh, Noid on TPWW says, I think SmackDown could use some aesthetic changes. Morrow and Corey Graves handling commentary seems to be a popular decision. That's a start, but I think the general vibe of the show could use a bit of a repackage. Maybe move away from the blue, which I've been told is a psychology, uh, psychologically calming colour. Uh, a different presentation could go a long way, but is set Second, to creative independence, which I doubt they'll get. Murs Bell on the UK fan form says, I'd like to see one brand have a much more international feel. Maybe SmackDown, as there's less time for so many talky segments, and just keep the story simple with characters from all over the shop. We'll make it a great sell to other markets too if they have someone from their nation competing most weeks. If they insist on an authority angle, then have Regal and Tajiri as the guys doing the work for Shane and Steph. Have Nakamura brought up and given the IC title, which will be pushed to the fucking moon like Cena's US run, uh, but also be given main event slots. Simple fan on TPWW says the two shows need to be totally different. I've thought about 
about SmackDown becoming WCW branded, but I'm not real sure about it. Uh, WCW SmackDown doesn't sound bad, and I could see Shane being mad about not having both shows, so he's going to do what he wanted to do 15 years ago and bring back WCW. Uh, would be like two separate companies operating as one. We'll put the US title on one show and redesign it like it was in WCW to match the classic look of the, of the IC title on Raw. Uh, Sexy Dad on the UK fan form says, the main thing I want to see on both shows is the different identity. There's no chance they'll produce SmackDown differently, but a pair of new sets of ring ropes, uh, sets, distinct announced teams in a division which is exclusive to the show, such as women uh, or cruiserweights, uh, could bring a new appeal rather than a rematch from Raw crossing over onto SmackDown, which obviously is the problem right now. Paul Siebert on the Facebook page says, keep Raw this bright, colourful, family-friendly show with colourful characters like Cena and the New Day, maybe even throw in a few old-school cartoonish gimmicks for fun. Meanwhile, SmackDown will be the hardcore show with a greater emphasis on in-ring action and use it as a place to debut internet darlings like Joe. Maybe even try and negotiate letting have a higher TV rating than Raw without slipping back into Attitude-era level excess. Which now that they're on the uh, the, uh, the USA network and not an actual network station in America, they uh, they absolutely could do. And a slap nut on the UK fan form says, "I'd echo the sentiments about different identity. They seemed to do that quite well in 2002 and 2003 until SmackDown distinctively became the B show. I don't think they'll bring out a new set because of HD, etc. But small touches like that would be a massive help. One world champion, two two world champions is just daft. WrestleMania 33. If we're gonna look at the big matches for that and then book backwards and 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 then place guys." in War of Smackdown. I guess one of the main issues with this company right now is the recently suspended Roman Reigns and what we'd want to do with him if we had the uh, the option to do what we wanted. So let's talk about Roman first because he is, for better or worse, the pretty much the top priority in the company. Uh, being booed quite noticeably for quite a while now. Not the best draw as a babyface. I was going to say it's it's a different kind of environment to Cena, isn't it? I know on, they're going for that same sort of commentary aspect to cover it of, you know, whether you are more cheer him, you're passionate about him, and it's it's not this it's not the same thing as as Cena. It's it's an apples to oranges comparison for me because I think with Cena there it's a pantomime element. I think a lot of the people who boo Cena sort of begrudgingly either respect him or they actually like him, but it's it's part of the show for yeah you know, for better or worse. Whereas with Reigns, I'm still convinced it's it's more of a visceral. We just don't like you. <laughs> we don't like you. We don't want you to have the belt. We don't think you deserve it. We have the option here to do what we want with Roman Reigns, which is a, a, a kind of a bit of a luxury here. Is there a heel turn forthcoming for our boy Roman? Absolutely. Yes, it's it's so. a necessity. It's, I absolutely agree. So we are going on the assumption going forward that Roman Reigns as a heel is the way to go. So uh, that's pretty cool. We can talk about how we're going to do that uh, in due course. Uh, with that being said then, WrestleMania 33, if we're going to start coming long-range vision here, what's Roman going to be doing for that show? Is is and, and ultimately this is it. Are we throwing in the towel completely on Roman as a to be top guy and turning him heel? Or are we turning him with the vision that I, this could be the thing that will boost him up there ultimately? I I, I think you you have him as a, as a top guy heel. If if not the very top, at least you know in the conversation. I mean, I look, looking at this roster now, it I sort of instinctively want to go Rain Cena at WrestleMania, but I, but I don't know the thoughts on the around the table on that one. That is. Really fucking interesting one because I don't know what happens to that. Cr- I mean, does that crowd ultimately did the the irony of going with Cena or did the even the, the double irony of cheering heel reigns? Exactly. I think, oh, you know, I want him heel. I want him looking strong. Whether that's with or without the belt, maybe. Ultimately, it comes down to what you want the final thing coming out of WrestleMania 33 to be. Do you want it to be Roman Reigns as a heel, or do you want it to be Roman Reigns as a heel going down, which is kind of the habit for for. 
WWE. They do like their baby faces going over and the heels being putty. But we're booking this here, so we have the option to have Roman coming out at WrestleMania as a heel as champion if that's what we want. We just need something good coming out of that. Well, that, that's sort of in, instinct. Let's say instinctively, that's where I would go with with Cena making it world title number sixteen. Oh, okay. Oh, what a weird dynamic that would be. So the idea would be... I, just love that. I, I could just see the crowd shitting all over that. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's a risk. I, I, don't, uh, I don't pretend otherwise. Oh, that is a tough one because it's the idea of Roman as heel champion going in, probably winning people over to some degree in the meantime, and Cena... Because he's would be a really good heel. Because he think, probably would be a really good obnoxious yeah. heel and people would respect him for it most likely because he is working his ass off on all these shows. He's, 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 there's certainly no lack of effort in his matches. But I do wonder, Cena, who I think... If you do that match as a babyface match, I think the crowd cheers Cena. If you do it the other way around, and it's Cena going for the 16, and the natural resentment that breeds in fans, <laughs> you have to be expecting that this is going to Roman as a babyface, at least for one night only. In which case, are we just destined to dance this dance forever with Roman as well? Well, so that's what I'm thinking. So do we, instead of going to Cena, do we try and make Dean a legitimate main event now I guess that's it I, th- I think it needs a lot of work on this on this on this situation right now who is the top the tippy top guy top priority to come out of Wrestlemania 33 is it going to be a, do we want to say right now put our foot down on the ground Dean Ambrose is going to be the man from here on because I mean they fucked him over so bad this last little while and it's funny because they couldn't have given him the belt at a time when he was colder or do we go completely out of the box and go to another guy well I <laughs> But part of part of my thinking for for Cena Reigns, see, see if this sways any anyone at all, is the sense of my my idea would be you may run you do run that risk with the WrestleMania crowd, but I think you run a risk to an extent with the WrestleMania crowd anyway, g- given the nature of the fan base. And I I'd, I would want a even if he got cheers, he'd, Reigns would still be ill. He'd still be booed coming out of Mania when he's not with Cena. And I I I'd like the idea of building. A babyface, Kevin Owens, throughout. So that'd be what that would be in my maybe not necessarily perfect, but in terms of what we're dealing with here, you get to Mania, you go Cena Reigns, you can have Cena win it for sixteen if you want, I suppose, or, or you can have Reigns win it depending on how you want to go to. But throughout the whole process, you've built up a strong Kevin Owens. So I mean, you you could even say give Cena world title number sixteen, and then he loses it a month later. It doesn't have to be a long reign for Cena, but maybe that's maybe that's we go. I'm going sort of going too far down the path now because I'm going well beyond Mania, but that's sort of the general musings, if you like. Kieran, you've always said you thought the real money in Owens was as a babyface. Money in Owens is as a babyface, so I like that idea. I just think ending the show with a Cena win for 16. I, I, I don't. People will just see that as regressive. I don't think that's progressive at all. The, doing the match though, those two, I'm not against that at all. But maybe if you're doing that match, I'm not sure if the title should be involved. Mmm, really? Because mm. then you have to have a really big match for the main event of WrestleMania 33. Mm. Which, which could be, if we book Kevin Owens strong enough... I see where you're going with this. Against Brock? Defensive marker, knocks him on his ass at the OC. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a tough one. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's sexy. No doubt that's sexy. Um... <laughs> Can you get Owen that strong in that in that time? But, but, but that, by the same token, that's why I'd have concerns about can we get can we make Ambrose that strong by that time? It's, it's true, but at least you got the built-in thing. He's got the title now. I just I just 
for Brock because Brock's got to, if he's not priority number one if that's the world title then priority two is, is Lesnar you need to, the trouble we have we've got no strong challenger for him so can we get Owens strong enough and put Owens over yeah that's cool the other one I thought maybe Nakamura oh yes now you're talking my language I just want to come back to this Roman Reigns Cena situation because as much as I like the idea of this match I think that the title being involved really kind of muddies the water of what you actually want out of it it's one of those matches you're putting together not knowing what's coming out on the backside either way if Cena wins he's probably going to get booed and piss a lot of people off which does nothing for the future and again it does feel a little bit regressive if Roman wins as a heel again the chance of him being cheered coming out of it what, what do you want coming out of it you know the thing is maybe this is because you can't predict it going in how it's going to react but if you go in Reigns heel Cena the face Reigns over if he comes out of it as a face when hell Maybe that's the, the the long the long project of turning him heel in the first place. Because yeah. if it clicks, then maybe he gets over. If if he doesn't, it doesn't matter because he'd, he'd be a great heel anyway. Yeah, exactly. So I think that, and with that said, I think that's why the title should be away from that match. Even though it's going to be hard to come up with something that's bigger that should be the world title match, I do think that's a good reason to uh, to kind of keep the belt away from it. And again, if we're going to make this a personal grudge, I really like the idea of John Cena getting in some personal digs on Reigns about the fact that he was supposed to be his successor and has let the company down. Let the company down in the sense of, you know, I wasn't, you know, the most popular guy in the world either and neither were you, but I, 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 stood, the, I stood the course. Whereas you've, you know, if we turn him heel, he goes down the native path and you can even bring up this failed drug test as, as a black eye for the company. If you really want to fucking get, you know, strike a nerve with people and make people think that this is something special, don't run from it. How many wishes did you fulfill, Reigns? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to make it one anti-Cena but again since the whole idea of this is that oh no but then Reigns could come back with yeah but all those kids are dead now so they're not buying the network anymore. oh ex- <laughs> exactly make it, make it the most sick of fun yeah again it, the, the company guy who, who's let the company down in some respects and he hasn't become what dead people... kids don't buy my merch yeah ex- they'll never do that you could, it. You could, you, they'll never do that but you could make him a real asshole because these people don't like him and you can have him have that chip on his shoulder where instead of he can be the anti-Cena in instead of brushing it off his shoulder he can say fuck you in, in the most you know direct way like those kind of off colour comments so then when Cena comes back and rails him again it makes it a grudge match it makes it something I think you can really make people want to see Reigns versus Cena built on bad blood so I think that that's a really good way to go it doesn't need the belt and that way if, if Reigns is going over in that match at least you come out of that way if he's being booed you know you've got a strong heel for the, for the champion if he comes out cheered well then, then you can go in that direction to build him up for something else getting back to where you want him to be but to put it all on the line with the belt in there as well I think is a little bit uh, a little bit dangerous so before we get on to, uh, to other ideas for the rest of the card including uh, what we're going to do for the world title match we've kind of come to the conclusion around this table that we're thinking Shane on Smackdown Steph on Raw uh, that was kind of a, a general sentiment that I heard that the whole point of this seems to be Shane on Smackdown right? I would have thought so given the, the natural my natural inclination would be to freshen up both shows yeah Shane on Raw but given the storyline that he lost his right to run Raw he's been given a chance and he's proved something right so here you go you can have Smackdown yeah I, I think that's the right way to go he, he, you know, people can lobby for whatever they want but Vince ultimately I think should say there was a stipulation that we, we're going to honour here damn it because <laughs> he didn't before we're going to honour it now you can't have Raw because you didn't win it at Wrestlemania I think it at least gives people some semblance of importance it's for that a bit match. of credibility just give us something 
but there is something here that's interesting to note here. A couple of people made this comment. Ambulance Chase on the UK fan forum says, Whatever you do, just do not make it Raw versus SmackDown. Them doing the horrific Team Blue and Team Red t-shirts back in the day. We all know it's one guy's vision. It's under the same umbrella. Competition within is fine uh, behind the scenes, but don't insult anyone's intelligence by trying to play them off against one another. Other than that, bring Joe up. Uh, we'll get to NXT call-up shortly. Uh, Mr. E on the UK fan forum says, the, uh, the only time Raw versus SmackDown was any good was the initial days of the new person is set to debut which brand will sign them first stuff not the actual brand versus brand matches they were shite and uh, Punk Step on the UK fan form says bragging rights in Survivor Series had some horrible reasons for happening I hated the fact that you get heels and faces who may have been feuding with each other at the time teaming up for the cause of the brand like they were putting on the Three Lions jersey or something I agree up to a point but I wouldn't mind a little bit of interaction in the in the sense of the, you know, I don't want colour coordinated jerseys or anything like that but there's a free agent, a bit of a bidding war. Yeah. Something like, yeah, I don't mind a bit of interaction in that sense, but but you know, by and large, yeah, separate separate brands and not sort of the idea of competing. I think is a bit bit misguided, but a bit of interaction here and there for talent is is fine with me. Yeah. I suppose the seen, I guess probably seen a SmackDown, Roman Raw. Yeah. Them two in the in the one interpersonal match at Mania just adds even more spice to it. So. Okay, so now let's get back to where we were before. We've got Reigns versus Cena in a grudge match at WrestleMania, but we need a world title match. And uh, I think the, the kind of direction we're going, and, and there's options for Brock at WrestleMania. Nakamura would be, would be Mark Out City. Owens was discussed before. I think so, in my head, Samoa Joe versus Lesnar is a WrestleMania match if, if we bring Joe in and, uh, and build him up for the next six or eight months. I think a lot of this does depend on what happens at UFC 200, to be quite honest. Because if he loses... I, I think keeping him away from the world title would be a, a, a dandy idea. But if he wins, and he comes and he comes back, and he's got that credibility that he kind of because he's been he's been cold for the last year. They have not done well by by Brock Lesnar since the Undertaker feud ended. The, the, the Bray Wyatt stuff, the Ambrose stuff, it's all been very underwhelming. So I think bringing him back at SummerSlam and hopefully if he wins and getting him involved in a, in hot stuff right away, I think that he could be involved in the title mix come uh, WrestleMania time. So. Okay, well, for the benefit of our booking, let's assume he wins. Of course. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> Boy this is going to sound good in about three weeks, isn't it? Yeah. And if you... I, I think that, that the way to look at it is, if, if Brock loses, you do Brock and Joe. If Brock wins, or you have Brock in the world title mix. Now, this mean, the, the question is raised, does this mean Brock's getting another short world title run? Because he didn't lose it definitively the last time, but if he did here, and he comes off the UFC win... Why would he have to... Oh, I suppose dates, isn't it? That's the trouble. Yeah, yeah. That is the trouble. Especially if we're only looking for one world title, anyway. You, you could put the you could put the belt on him quite late in the sort of calendar, like the Rumble. Or you something could have like him that. win at the Rumble. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Again, I just wonder. Unless you have Brock challenging. But the thing is, if 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 the idea is an Ambrose or an Owens to get the definitive WrestleMania win to set them on on course for being a big star, don't you want them to win the belt at Mania? Ideally, yeah, absolutely. I I dread the thought that they've missed the belt on Ambrose, but I do fear they might have. Owens as a babyface with the right momentum and the right victories I think that he could have what Ambrose potentially could have if they'd have done this a year ago I'll get, get you, your guys takes on this but I I see more credibility in Owens in, in the sense of the, the way they've portrayed Ambrose particularly over the last sort of three or four months they've gone too much down this sort of zany cartoon character type element who never wins him. yeah and that's the key he's finally won here with a, a cheap way in yeah. But he, he, could, yeah, he got decimated Pri by Lesnar. Prior me, yeah. to which he was floundering. Yeah. 
I really want. I really wanted Ambrose to be the guy. I really did. And if we were having this discussion four months ago, we were, and I think Kim, you actually said Ambrose should win it at next year's Mania based on the momentum he's got now. But they've pissed it away so bad that I'm not sure it can be salvaged. We've got to make the, the nut cutting decision here of do we just stick with Ambrose because he's got the belt now anyway and build it up, build it up, shoot a hot angle where he loses it, and then he's, he's on the hunt for WrestleMania to, to really get that big defining win, or are we going with another direction and Kevin Owens looks to be the alternative? <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem. It's like I, a, I, I, I think if, if if Cena reigns isn't for the belt, I think you, you have to go Lesnar as a champion going in. I think that's really the only choice. Okay, against Owens. I think that's no, the way that's, it's that's, going. That's, that's, that's what I want. Yeah, I think that's the way it's going. Lesnar versus Kevin Owens for the world title at WrestleMania. The the prize fighter against the ultimate prize. Fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there we go. We got two matches. But uh, in terms of major plans, obviously, like I said, we've got the part-timers there. Is there any desire to use guys like Taker or uh, Triple H or Rock in key matches at WrestleMania? I don't know if Rock's going to be available, but right now we don't know either way, so I think that's fair to throw it on the table. Well, I have no real desire to use, for instance, Triple H. Yeah. But then... Ever. If we don't know... I don't want him on TV beating regular guys. Similarly, we don't know if we've got Rock, so why don't we pencil that one in as just... If Rock's around, he can beat Triple H. Ah, <laughs> oh, that just feels like such a waste of potential for the Rock, you know. Well, okay, so just on the subject of Taker, because it was broached there. If we're going to have him for Mania, can we not? Can we give Styles to Taker and let Styles beat him? Is this time to talk the about call the, the Phenom versus the Phenomenal One? Hmm, could do. It'd be a very interesting, unique match. Again. I'm not so sure I'm not sure stylistically it works don't get me wrong but as a spectacle yeah what about Joe yeah Joe and Undertaker Joe and Taker I like the sound of that sell me on it come on if we want Joe to go over really really strong and we want to put him on the same par with Brock Lesnar one day have him choke out Taker oh wouldn't it be great (laughs) he chokes out the Undertaker at Wrestlemania two losses for Taker which I know is going to stick in some people's craw but if we want that Joe Lesnar match one day once once the streak was over I think any 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 reservations about having Taker do a job at Mania were gone. Yeah, and with that said, like I said, if you're going to use this streak as a tool anymore, the mileage of the only two guys to beat the streak are going to one day fight. I think that there's, a, I think there's something to that. So we're we thinking Joe and Undertaker for WrestleMania. Kieran, are you uh, are you down with that? Uh, I'll go with that. Why not? Yep. <laughs> Uh, AJ Styles is uh, going to be a, a key heel for quite some time here. Uh, what are we thinking for AJ? Because again, we, we can talk about call-ups uh, very shortly. We're going to talk about breaking down the rosters on different sides very imminently. But uh, in, again, we're talking big matches here. Styles is probably going to be a heel for the foreseeable future. So there's going to have to be a big match for, for Styles here. How about Seth Rollins for AJ? Uh, I thought Seth, Ooh. but no, Seth as a heel. I don't know, mm-hmm. like Sammy. Styles Ooh. and Sammy Zayn. If Owens isn't going to be Ooh. available, then... well. Th- Let's just try and maybe dip our toes back in the NXT pool here. And uh, what about Nakamura? If you bring Nakamura up soon, it's very fanboyish. I know. I was going to say that until Liam said AJ's got to win. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. That's fair enough. Yeah. Two guys. You go Rollins and Nakamura. Rollins, Nakamura, AJ, and Sammy. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Oh. Okay. So Styles versus Sammy. Obviously, he's got the. We're going to have to. We're going to have to book Sammy strong then. Mm Nakamura versus 
Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. God damn, this card's looking pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> this is fun. Even if we do say so ourselves. <laughs> Alright, so with that said, we've, uh, we've, we've pieced together the five key WrestleMania 33 matches that we're going to book towards. So this is going to allow us now to put together the brand extension you know, front to back. So just again, the five matches we're talking about here. Brock Lesnar versus Kevin Owens for the World Championship. Roman Reigns versus John Cena. Samoa Joe versus The Undertaker. AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn. And Shinsuke Nakamura against Seth Rollins in a uh, in the five key matches that are going to be, we're going to build around for WrestleMania 33. So with that said, it is now time for uh, the part of the discussion that I'm sure a lot of you have been waiting for, which is we're going to split the rosters and we're going to figure out who goes where. So uh, I guess, and the way that I've designated this, fellas, uh, on these little helpful sheets that I've given you, is, uh, is breaking these guys into tiers so that we can kind of see who are the, uh, the important people and who are not. <laughs> yeah, I, I take umbrage with the brown shit man appearing on tier two. <laughs> well, just again, it's their placement, not mine. You know, they, 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 they consider the Wyatt family to be a very important act. They're I wrong. I personally do not feel the same way, but that's just that's just the, their prerogative, not mine. I have enjoyed the fact that Strowman hasn't been around that much lately, uh, oh. considering he was supposed to get a major push heading into SummerSlam, but uh, that's not been the case. So at this point, we got Dean Ambrose, who's going to be the, the roaming champion, right? He, he's going to be we've at got, least we've got one champion. Yeah. He's going to be roaming. So I'm going to put Ambrose as a roamer for right now. Uh, we're thinking Reigns on Raw and Cena on SmackDown, if I'm not mistaken. AJ Styles, where's Styles going? He's got the feud going on with Cena right now. Does it seem logical to put him on SmackDown? Because I think it does to me. And the, and, I, and, and the Bullet Club too, for that matter. I, I think so, yes. And particularly maybe in the sense that someone like... Let's face it, Triple H is going to be on the same show as Stephanie, so he's going to be on Raw. Oh, does he have to so, be on at all? <laughs> so, well, he's, you know, he's, he's appearing on our list here. Yeah, yeah. And it, I think it helps to maybe, on the basis of what we've talked about prior to this, to keep Styles out of his orbit. I could not agree more with that assessment. That's a, that's a safe one with me. One thing I will say if we get into the nuts and bolts of, it, of who goes where, I'm, I'm a big proponent of a drafting act as act and not splitting them up like you draft Kofi once, you get the whole new day. Oh, I, think that's, I think that's the way to go. If you want to do splits, do that within their own self-contained stories on the show. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, one, one, one side you know, hiring one Uso, yes. one side hiring the other is not something that I want to see. No, I'm not a fan of that. And let's face it, you're, you're only weakening those those people respectively that you know Kofi Kingston is much weaker as a singles guy than he's part of a collective with the New Day the only place I would argue for that is the Dudleys because I don't want to see the Dudley boys anymore interesting I, 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 think, I think there's mileage to be had out of a a heel Bubba Ray in the mid card um. and I'd just fire Devon <laughs> <laughs> maybe but if we've got other teams like if bringing up American Alpha we might need someone to lose to them so. they are they are pretty much now the defensive utility team for the division wherever a feud is needed to put new guys over or, or do a, do something strong Dudley Boys is the way to go I wouldn't mind again I think they do need a fresh coat of paint so get them out of the fucking nostalgia attire but I think if you brought them in as asshole and you had them both as kind of the, the bully characters I think that you could actually do quite a lot with them if they, if they were you know, a bit more prominent on the show so I'd be in favour of keeping the Dudleys as an act but just repackaging them slightly give them a different look and then, yeah when they start working with these guys like American Alpha and, uh, and you, know, if, you know if they want to revisit Enzo and Cass and or any, anything like that I think that that's, uh, I think that's, that's fairly sound uh, on the Raw side are we thinking Seth Rollins goes there Roman's there currently Roman's there currently but if they're both heels they can eventually with Roman's a heel they can stay out of each other's orbit yeah Again, they've kind of blown it with Seth in terms of being a babyface, which would have been the way I would have done it in the first place. But since that, that, that horse is now out the barn, imagine if he's returned now. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. How things would be different for young young Sethley? 
Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we've well, got you got we've got stars on SmackDown, so you want a uh, you know quality heel worker on on Raw, so. That's fine. Speaking of, we talked about a match for WrestleMania there. Are we thinking Shinsuke Nakamura on Raw? Yes. Yeah. That'll give us uh, something to watch on uh, on Mondays at least. All right, Nakamura is on Raw. We're calling the up pr- Nakamura. Prime candidate for the personality profile during the three hours as well. Precisely so. It actually is, uh, is, is worth mentioning here, before we get into the, uh, any, any further details about call-ups, we, we mentioned Joe, mentioned Nakamura, as guys we're going to call up. How severely are you looking to call NXT? Because... Carl had mentioned before about how yeah, we have our nice little our nice little NXT situation over here. It's a nice one-hour show. But the priority really should be the two big shows that everybody's watching and not the, not the one promotion that I, makes I'm no s- money for I, the company. I'm still confused if it was the end or the end of the beginning. Or the beginning of the or end. the beginning of the end or the end of the end. I just... <laughs> this sounds suspicious like Jake Roberts' promo Tuesday in Texas. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we'll get to some, some comments here. Sai Rai on the UK fan form says, If they're going to bring up people from NXT, which they almost certainly are, I'd like to see them arrive in a manner other than simply being drafted. Whether that's the general managers competing to sign certain standout wrestlers, and I think that would be a great way to bring Nakamura in or NXT wrestlers getting a tryout on Raw or Smat and to win a contract with that particular brand by beating one of the current roster members uh, Michael Thu on 65 on the UK fan form says I would bring in Nakamura and go on a winning streak get him built up is a huge deal Simple fan on TPWW says I can see Finn Balor, Bailey, and American Alpha all getting drafted for sure guys like Nakamura, Aries and Joe I'm not really sure of so I'll leave them out ideally I'd like Finn to join the club and change their name to Bulletproof uh, would want them on Smackdown with Finn being a contender for the IC or US title picture early on. Bailey will be in the women's title picture on Raw where all the women who wrestle are since they have an extra hour. I put American Alpha on Smackdown he says and uh, the mole on the UK fan forum says with NXT being quite well known it would be interesting if they did like 8 or 10 uh, guys, girls or tag teams all as one pick and they get 5 picks each the brands do. Uh, it's not exactly like the NCAA but it's quite close so the American audience won't be confused where basically you have these uh, these 10 new acts obviously these, this is a separate pool to pick from. Uh, we talked about on the original podcast that we did episode 57 on April 2002 about the idea of the the rookie profiles the rookie breakdowns the guys who are eligible for the draft this year Corpse Men XT which I love that idea and I don't know why they're not doing it now to build up interest for this draft this guy's eligible for the draft this year he's being brought up from NXT which side's going to pick him I can tell you exactly why they haven't done it because they haven't fucking decided he's coming up yet <laughs> <laughs> well that's honestly that is the truth of it how, how, how vicious do you want these cuts to be? Because I personally, and I, I enjoy NXT as much as anybody else, and the, the takeover shows are terrific, but you can always restock NXT yeah. with, with new guys who can, who can accomplish a lot of the same thing. I really think now's the time, if you're going to do this, and they are doing this, you can't have both. You've got to go all in, and I would look to absolutely just raid NXT blind. What, what, what do you think, guys? Yeah, I'd rate pillage and plunder. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it has to happen. But for the sake of the extension, to make two good shows, I think you need to do it. I know that, that might sour you, Carl, but... For the, for the greater good. There's a greater good involved here. Okay, so let's talk about some of these NXT corps before we get to the other guys, because it seems appropriate to, uh, to at least touch on it. So Samoa Joe, we haven't actually got a placement for. We've got a, an idea in mind for, uh, for WrestleMania with The Undertaker, but where he uh, goes originally I'll, isn't decided. Yeah, just as a quick query on that one, then, with Joe, we're saying we're going to have him wrestle Taker. Watch Joe's disposition, though. He's got to be heel. Heel, baby. Okay, just, just so... If he's so on Raw, he could be aligned with that bastard Roman. Hmm. Or at least connected. They are Samoan. The bloodline. Yeah. The Samoan bloodline, it goes everywhere. He's bringing in his buddies, his backup. Fuck the Usos, fuck the family. He's got his new boy, Samoa Joe. <laughs> I don't know if I want Joe as a flunky, that's all. No, that's the thing. He's... No, he doesn't have to be a flunky. They're not a group he together. He, he doesn't have to be, but, you know... 
with this company. So in that case, someone's um, always a flunky. So if you're going, if the on the same shirt, I wouldn't have on the same shirt. If they're not going to be friends, if they're not aligned, I think he has to be on SmackDown. Absolutely, that's the point. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Samoa Joe goes to SmackDown, so that's a uh, another big pickup for uh, for the blue brand. Oh no, we're going to change that. It's a calming color. Oh yes, okay. So we're going for uh, fuchsia <laughs> or a I was teal. Thinking, I was thinking cyan. Cyan. All right. Okay. Do, do it your way then. Yeah. Um, Is there anyone you want to call up that you have big plans for straight away? I, it's not that I necessarily have. I, I can't think of what my necessarily big plans would be for them, but I look at the style he wrestles, and the fact that he's already thirty-seven. I think you got to call Finn Balor up now. If you're not going to call, if you're not going to call him up now. With with this opportunity with a brand extension, then when are you? Yeah. So is he joining the Bullet Club? An idea was floated actually in the feedback. I think of Styles getting drafted to a separate show and Finn coming in to Good be place. the surrogate to replace Styles, which I thought was quite intriguing. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what everybody thinks about Finn. Does Finn join the group and it becomes a group of four? I'm I'm not opposed to that, in as long as they are the only sort of what you call out and out sort of stable. The only stable on SmackDown. Yeah. I know that the New Day are a three-man group, but in terms of like your old-fashioned stable, despite what I've read or heard elsewhere, <laughs> old Gallows <laughs> has not improved greatly over in Japan. Yeah, no, I, I never thought that, to be quite honest. I do like Carl Anderson. AJ's obviously amazing. <laughs> and, uh, and Balor. I, I think that you could get some good minds out of the Bullet Club being the top heel act on SmackDown for the, for the first few months while you build up Joe. So that, that would be what I, was, I would kind of go with anyway. Whether or not you want to include Finn in that is a question. Whether you want to have him as a babyface on the other side or against them, it's, it's, it's really a judgment call. That's what I'm looking at the minute. Because a lot of the appeal of Finn, honestly, is he's either got to be the cocky dick that he was in New Japan as a heel, or he's got to do the wacky, you know, uh, demon shit as a babyface. We'd be inclined to at least try the face thing first. See, I'd go the other way. I'd make him part of the club. And with, 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 that name. with a view to with the view, with the view to turning him into a baby face mm. post WrestleMania, perhaps does it become mm. too subservient though below AJ. Well, that, that's that's where the natural sort of turn to a baby face can become when he gets a bit too uh, big for his britches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, quite an idea because again, you need you can at least present him as a star in, in these initial months anyway because you're going to need you know to, to make some fresh faces give, I mean if, if, if you're concerned about him looking like too much of a lucky you can, you can give him the IC or the US belt depending on which show you have the belts on yeah, there's no shame being the Tully of the Horseman which is what I would be looking to do with uh, with him in this position so what a, what a name to bestow upon him the know, Tully I of the Horseman that. I, I, I don't wow. want but, but, I mean, if, if that's what you're going for he's you know, the other singles champion other than AJ who'd be good so, so Balor on Smackdown Balor on Smackdown joining the group with a view to perhaps turning babyface on the rest of the club uh, after WrestleMania. All right, so those are the guys of the main. A lot main... of heels here, by the way. A lot of heels here. But we're, obviously, we're gonna we've got Sami Zayn on SmackDown as well, I assume, because we're gonna be built to Styles and Zayn at WrestleMania. So, yeah. I was gonna say that. Can we go through the rest of these main guys? So we got Sami Smackers. Obviously, Taker's gonna be Smackers. Taker SmackDown. He doesn't have to appear very often, but it's, is it? One well, is if we're going to Joe, then Owens and Lesnar would both be Raw. That's the way I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Owens. Alright, so this is what we've got so far, just so everyone's following along at home. On Raw, with the GM being Stephanie McMahon, we have Roman Reigns, Triple H, or whenever you oh, sticks his we, fucking nose in. Yeah, well, as we talked about before, he's, he's going to be where Stephanie says, and he's not going to want Shane's show, for Christ's sake. Uh, Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura's getting called up, Kevin Owens, Brock Lesnar. 
And on SmackDown, we've got John Cena as the uh, the babyface anchor, AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Finn Balor forming the Bullet Club, Samoa Joe getting called up and getting a monster push, Sami Zayn as the uh, kind of second or third babyface behind Cena, and The Undertaker for whenever we need the legendary figure to just come in and do some nice things. But uh, so that's all. <laughs> or, or bury the mid card. Or bury the mid card as he is wont to do. Can we stay uh, swimming in the NXT pool for just a moment? Okay. Because I, I want to call American Alpha up, and I, I, I want them as the babyface tag team feuding with, with Gallows and Anderson okay, going so this forward. This is interesting, because in that case, when we bring them up, there's going to be three big babyface teams, Enzo and Cass, The New Day, and American Alpha. Yeah, but I don't really care for Enzo and Cass, and I think eventually the crowd are going to tire of them as well. <laughs> I, I think there's, there's mileage in them for a while, though, at least. Yeah? And we're talking about this period now, this next six months, where I do think they're going to be pretty hot. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I guess it's worth because I think that Enzo and Cass are a natural for Raw. Are they? Are we just confirmed? We're going floating tag champs. Floating tag champs yeah. is what we're doing. Yeah, title structure again, just to re-emphasize: floating world title, floating tag titles, floating women's, and only the IC and US belts are going to be brand specific as we have it. And I guess actually, again, I know this is kind of going all over the place. But we might as well address this now in terms of which belt goes on which show, because you've got very, two very similar acts here: Miz and Maurice, Rusev and Lana. Rusev on on SmackDown, Miz on Raw. Yeah, you'd have Russo and jo- Rusev and Joe on the same show though. Um, so. Is that a little bit of a uh, conflict? Yeah, I would probably, for that reason, switch it. Okay, so Miz on SmackDown and Rusev on Raw, which I don't mind at all. And of course their respective uh, missuses are going to show up on their show with them too. We've touched on the US titles there, now we can get back to the tag situation. New Day are going to be the floating champions for, for now as we have it. So uh, if they're floating champions, I'm assuming we're going to need a babyface team anchoring either side for now. So of course we can have American Alpha on one side, Enzo and Cass on the other. I think Enzo and Cass are a natural fit for Raw with the talking. Uh, American Alpha with less time can just straight wrestle and do their uh, profiles. So we're thinking Alpha on SmackDown, Enzo and Cass on Raw? Yeah, yeah fine with me. Give them three hours. And if we're taking into consideration maybe longer matches on Raw, is there a consideration that Alpha are better in that position than Enzo and Cole? That's a good argument, actually. I hadn't considered that. What do you think, Carl? I don't know. It's it's <laughs> close, bell to bell. <laughs> yep, Alpha on Raw. Alpha on Raw, there we go. A switch in, in perspectives. Alpha on Raw, Enzo and Cass on SmackDown. Plus, if they want to break off Cass as a singles guy, there's some nice room for yeah, another babyface there on the SmackDown side, as there is at the moment anyway. So, um, Usos is another tag team here. While we're getting on the subject of tag teams, we flesh out with more singles guys. Um, Usos are probably going to be taking a hit here in terms of their position. So, uh, yeah, I don't know which side they're going to end up on. What's well, a similar thing to the the Joe and Rain situation where they're they're stale anyway, so they need to go heel. The Bloodline isn't necessarily a uh, Group per se, but there's a, as we said before, the affiliation like, is the there. affiliation. So, I'd they need to shake up their heels. It's a turn of heel in conjunction with Roman. Um, so they're on roll with Roman. Yeah. Okay, lovely. And of course, they and Alpha can have a nice little series exactly. down the line. And then, so the, by that notion as well, I think we go then probably Duds on SmackDown. Alrighty, Duds with a repackage on SmackDown. I still say we should should have fired Devon. <laughs> I know you want to fire Devon, Carl, but we, we just haven't made that call right now. <laughs> uh, just something that's kind of uh, come to my mind. It seems so good in this NXT roster. Are we taking the belt off Joe? And, yes. And given that it's going to be a real new card on NXT, 
like a tournament or something for the belt. I would do. Majority. I would do just that. I wouldn't be keen to have him lose. No, uh, I, I think that kind of hurts his is is his kind of credibility. So yeah, I would. I would be a, NXT. It doesn't matter. You're not drawing that belt anyway. Vacate the belt. You can do. You can do a tournament. You can do a, a G a little mini G one climax yeah. or something different on NXT because it's network exclusive anyway. But uh, but protect Joe on the way out, and you can right. do, you can even bring him up as the NXT champion. Yeah, in fact, that. I love the idea of in the draft him being picked very high. I'm making a reach for the NXT champion Samoa Joe because it instantly gives credibility to to, to Joe, gives credibility to NXT, and uh, I think I think that's nice. I like that idea a lot. I know this is going into reality now, which is something we're not doing. But given that the old Nakamura speech to Balor was, I want I want to be champion. Yeah. Um, don't know he's French all of a sudden, but <laughs> I, no, uh, yeah, I suppose that there's no rush to bring him up, is there? But they're going to stagger it. But that's something that they're going to go through first. Yeah, they can, but at the same point, how many times have they? they I mean, they've used to fuck developmental in the ass all the time when it was OVW. So, and again, it's, it's the it's their own best interest, I think, to not. You know, it doesn't matter because it's, it's a segue to do the Balor match anyway. So it doesn't have to be when he gets usurped, he gets brought up. He doesn't mean anything, does it? So. Exactly. He's got a new quest now. So uh, before we get to uh, the rest of the roster, we're going to get to some general directions here from you, the loyal listeners, who are uh, telling what you want to see uh, in this draft. Uh, Matt Applin on the Facebook page says, "If the brand split is to be done, it needs to be done right. There is no need for each show to have a world champion. Therefore, my first priority will be establishing that the WWE champion is floating between both shows, as are the tag champs, the women's champs, and uh, and Brock Lesnar when he returns. As a result, I make the IC and US titles mean more as well as the show-specific titles. So we've uh, with matching ideas there uh, for roster ideas he put Cena, Reigns and Jericho on Raw uh, the 2016 version of the Smackdown 6 for him would be Rollins, Owen, Cesaro Zayn, Styles and NXT call-up Finn Balor uh, I would then look at groups and factions I'd put the Wyatts on Raw have uh, the club on Smackdown with AJ uh, along with Finn Balor uh, the only other NXT call-up I would have is American Alpha to strengthen the tag teams Daniel Watkins on the Facebook page says well I'd want my champion to be on both shows I know it's not going to happen but that is what I want one champion not two champions that are less meaningful not one top tier and one second tier one champion you can have bidding wars when someone loses the title too I'd also have the women's and tag champions on both shows and have the IC in US as exclusive again that's kind of a commonality here we're seeing from a lot of people uh, other than that I'd have all the Shield lads on the same show so they can team up again more easily uh, Owens and Zayn on separate shows so whenever they meet in a rumble or something it's a big fucking deal the only way one can get his hands on his lifelong rival is to win the title that would work I'd also put two horsemen on each show uh, so you can build to a big interpromotional match down the line finally in the draft tag teams count as one pick because I don't want them to all get split up in the draft process but again I know what I want won't happen so uh, there you go that's again in line with what we have uh, Brad Wikes on the Facebook page says I echo the sentiments of others make the world champ float between the two brands I would go one better though consider the world championship as the same as the old NWA champ and have him go and visit other promotions and take on all comers real out of the box thinking here uh, New Japan Ring of Honor TNA for giggles anyone who's willing to pay the premium uh, US title and IC champ would be the highest belt on either brand with two pay-per-views per year devoted to a potential champ versus heavyweight champ fights or Fatal 4 if you really want to put the NXT champ over uh, before they get promoted or a three-way match at Mania every couple of years. Uh, interesting ones there, but again, a lot of commonality in the uh, the general structure of the way people actually want this to be done. Getting back to the rosters now, uh, we've got that kind of second tier of guys to go through, so we'll talk about them now. The impending return of Randall Keith Orton, shitting in a handbag near you. Uh, where do you want to put him, fellas? Uh. Does it matter which roster he applies his chin locks on? <laughs> well, it does, Carl, because some chin locks are going to have to be longer than others. <laughs> <laughs> Those three-hour chin locks. <laughs> We're back to the days of Yoko and his nerve hold and Backlund and his headlocks. We are indeed, and I, I, want him on, I don't want him on the same show as Cena. No, I say... No, I'm, I'm fine with that. Face, and he gets to it with 
Reigns to work with. He's got Owens in the in the, in the early going. Owens in the early going. Um, if, if we if we turn heel at some point, because let's face it, it's Randy Orton and he will. He will. Yeah. We can have Nakamura beat him before Mania. Yeah. We can always have Ambrose against uh, uh, Randy as well, because he's going to need some opponents after he yeah. loses the world yeah. title. So yeah. point is more more serviceable on Raw. More serviceable on Raw. I kind of agree with that. Now let's get to Chris Jericho. Jericho. Uh, is is an interesting position here because he's in that kind of similar spot of the kind of guy who puts other guys over. But I, I've, I've enjoyed Jericho a lot lately. I think he's been really, really good. And I think he's finding his niche again after you're, kind of floundering for a while. You're drinking it in, are you? I am drinking <laughs> in the gift of Jericho that he's been giving us all. So, uh, Raw Smackdown, what do you think about this one? Because on Smackdown, you've got Joe on the rise, you've got the Bullet Club, and I think it would be good to perhaps have one const- one more constant who's a singles guy. Uh, in that kind of key mix so I kind of like Jericho on Smackdown especially because I kind of have designs on Jericho and Zayn early on I think that would be a good good, good pairing fond of that yeah I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that and when you look at the Smackdown sort of roster that we've got at the moment Styles, Gallows Anderson and Balor are going to be sort of involved in, in the same storyline in, in, in a roundabout way <coughs> yeah so you need another heel elsewhere for, for, for separate storylines mm-hmm. so yeah I'm, I'm fine with that let's get to Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family <laughs> what do you want to do with these guys because they've they've really uh, they feel a bit exhausted to be quite honest to me they came back and it looks like they're going to be working with a new day in the uh, in the short term so they can do that to their heart's delight but where do they go see given the general uselessness of <laughs> shit stain and the Vitna rowing um <laughs> I'd be happy to just sack those two off and actually have Wyatt and Harper as an out tag team. I wouldn't be against that. Okay, so we're looking at the end of the family as such because Strowman is awful and Rowan's not much better than awful? Pretty much. Harper and Wyatt is going to be the the actual uh, a duo? Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Kieran, you seem like you got reservations about this. Uh, yes and no. I mean, what do you do? I mean, they're looking to go in the tag direction anyway. So maybe that's... That's just what's going to happen. In which case, okay, them two together on Raw because you want to on the same show as the Bullet Club. And, no. and I think if if you know we're, we're going to have the floating tag champs, which we're all in favour of, you need to strengthen this tag division because yeah. it's it's. I, I, I know people elsewhere have mentioned that you know the number of teams that you've got at the moment. Well, yeah, there, there are probably significantly more teams than we're used to seeing on a WWE roster, at least in in recent times. But you know, you've got to look up at the makeup of some of those teams. Golden Truth. <laughs> I can't even remember what the abbreviation is for Breeze and Fandango. Quite you know what? Frankly. No, I honestly, I, Breeze and Fandango, I think, could be a really good heel team. They've, they've, they've been completely they've, bastardized. They've, they've, they could be they've, good. They've, there's a shtick there. I, I agree, but there's you know, I, I want, I want, I want some more in, so, sort of instant credibility. Yeah, in, in, that, in that, I, I think you'd get that from Harper and White. Okay, so which side do you want them on? I'd say Raw, because you've got the, the club on the other side. Yeah. Okay, so you've got White and Harper as a tag team on Raw. Sorry, Eric Rowan. Sorry, uh, Braun Strowman. But, uh... Go look for the sheep masks in the woods and get the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> <laughs> Similarly, not exactly priority number one, but as they're similar, uh, you've got Vords and Fandango and Breeze, your boys. Yeah. One on each show. One on each show. Uh, I would say uh, Breeze and Fandango on SmackDown. Yeah, fine. Uh, no, yeah, no, I'm <laughs> completely apathetic. <laughs> Let's talk about the golden truth. Where are they going? Breadline. <laughs> I, like, I like Goldust. And I, I like, I like, I like, I like Goldust. I've got no time for our truth. As, as an underneath tag team, they've got to go somewhere. Yeah, jobbers to the stars, I suppose. Um, 
Can we put them on Raw to get them away from Breeze and Fandango so I never have to see that again? Your wish is my command. The golden truth it is over on Raw. Now let's get to some more of the, uh, the key names here that we're going to get to throughout the course of this because Cesaro is, uh, is somebody that I, think I see a lot of people being quite keen on and, uh, and uh, I'm just wondering what people are thinking in terms of does he fit better on the SmackDown side where there's a, a lot of heels for him to work with? Because if he's going to do anything on either show, I, th- I think he's probably going to be ultimately destined to gravitate towards the ICOUS titles, I think, in the short term. I, I go to the, the work rate and the time uh, match length again, so natural inclination maybe raw. Hmm, okay. I, I see, look, looking at the roster at the moment, I don't know, with the Ballard, Jericho, even, even you know, although I'm not a fan of him, the, the Miz is currently positioned as the IC champ. My, my inclination was SmackDown. Hmm. Me too, because I quite like the idea of him taking the IC title and feud with Bauer over it. Oh, I have no problem with that. Um, and when you look at more of the, the heel side of, of Raw, outside of, I'd say, Rollins, you look at sort of people he, he in theory, have to feud with, you're looking at Rusev, um, this, you know, this is what and, I'm going to go and given Wyatt, and it's not, I, I, I see more of it, I just see more of a, a mesh for some reason on SmackDown. Well, this I think is a problem we've got with this Raw crew right now, it's, Currently smaller than the SmackDown side or level pegging ish. Yeah, it needs more depth, particularly from the work rate point of view. So I think that he's, he's in kind of a similar position, although a little bit higher. Dolph Ziggler is he gonna? Should he be on the uh, the opposite show as Cesaro in this kind of role? Are we keeping him as a face? I wouldn't mind turning him at all. I, I wouldn't mind turning, but I if you need heels on Raw, I, to, to me he's he's that damaged. Frankly, I think turning him heel will at least. Give him a little bit of impetus, but I just think at this point the uh, the bloom is most certainly off the rose. That one's for you, Air Raid. <laughs> it is, absolutely. I don't think there's much we can do to, to salvage Dolph Ziggler at this point. Okay, on that, on, uh, in that case, they'd give him a fighting chance as a heel, I think is probably the best yeah. best bet. Stick him on Raw. Uh, Neville, I think, would be good to put on Raw as well yeah, in this kind of role. A, a, a guy, what, you what, got, what we got, sorry, just what we've gone with Cesaro? Uh, Cesaro ended up on SmackDown, we were talking Smackdown. about there. Yeah, so Cesaro's on SmackDown. Talking about turns, the big show. <laughs> he's he's got to be mentioned at some point because he's going to be there to fill up numbers. Kane is probably going to be around <coughs> as well. That's that's Kieran's. That's Kieran choking back the vomit there. You can hear one useless lump on one show, one useless lump on the other, or a useless lump tag team. <laughs> oh God, don't let me go back to that tag team. <laughs> oh, they I'm, are, I'm in favour of one year, on one. That year they opened Mania against Carly to a masters. Yeah, Jeez. two guys who might be coming back if rumours are to be believed. <laughs> <laughs> stick stick them on Raw because it's a three hour show well Christ, one of them Christ knows we haven't got to use them every week but you know show on Raw Kane on Smackdown Baron Von Corbin a guy that they have apparently high hopes for right. but has not been doing very well in keeping with my general Baron Corbin rants that I've had on many of our podcasts he's tall it's the only reason he's on the main roster is because he's tall he can't talk he can't work and his physique isn't good he just happens to be tall. And they've called up Big Cass, so he's not even really that tall. It doesn't make <laughs> him stand out. So, by all means, we're going to take the more talented guys from NXT. I say we just send him back down to NXT, because he's not ready. <laughs> if he's, if he's going to be anything, he needs more time there. I'm not convinced he'll ever amount to a hill of beans. <laughs> okay, so, so with that said, Baron Corbin's been drafted back down to NXT. There's your Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner this year, folks. Well, why change that bit of a lifetime and actually make it mean anything? Yeah, well, I guess in that in that uh, that spirit, Apollo Crews, Raw, both of them on Raw. 
both both Corbin and Cruz on Raw. Yeah, you're doing that just to fuck with me, aren't you? I can't in good conscience. Say. I'm, I'm just conscious. We need to get guys' bodies on this Raw side. Yeah, but we can call up some more guys for NXT for the Raw side. We'll do that as well. Yeah, God, I hate Baron Corbin so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. I uh, hate him more than I hate Kane. We haven't talked about the women much on this show uh, thus far. Of course, we're gonna. We were talking about before how we're gonna have that as a floating belt. Uh, we're gonna split them between the two sides. Uh, and NXT call-ups are our key here, I think, two of them in particular. Um, so, again, I, again, I'd be inclined to just fucking, it doesn't matter. I'm sorry, NXT, you're less important. Ask is coming up yeah. on one side. I think, ba- I think Bailey is coming up as well. Uh, Alexa Bliss, I quite like from a personality perspective. Maybe not as a wrestler, mm, though. Not as a wrestler. I mean, if we're going to say we want to put more impetus on managers again, stick it with a tag team. Just look, looking at this, this uh, women's roster... I can't believe that Rosa Mendez is still employed. I know. I don't think Naomi would be employed if she wasn't married to an Uso. Um, <laughs> and all right. <laughs> she's okay. She's not terrible. She's not. T- she's not like Tamina or any of these, you know. Well, a- another one I can't believe still employed. Emma's injury. I could be wrong, but that's pretty damn severe, isn't yeah. it? So she's not really going to come into our thinking. No, I, I don't think that's something that's going to come across. No, no I don't mean. I don't mean sound like sound crass. I, I, it's it's sort of it's isn't it compressed vertebrae or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. It's real it's bad. Pretty, pretty serious stuff. Charlotte's a f- uh, floating champion. Mm-hmm. Sasha, I want the belt on Sasha as soon as possible so I can see her twice a week. All right. Well, we we can do that at SummerSlam. SummerSlam's yeah. the plan. We're going to stick with that. <laughs> don't you worry. I'll keep him happy for the next hour. Yeah. So Sasha Banks, does it, where do you want to put her for now in the build? Raw, raw for Sasha. I'm fine with that. Okay, so I go. If Sasha's on one side, I'll have what, Becky I, on the other. I was going to say, if Sasha's on one side, we do want we want um, Asker on the other. Yeah, I go with that. Yeah. Which then puts Bailey on Raw with Sasha. Yeah. So we've got yeah, the, the the four baby faces uh, spread out there: Sasha and Bailey on Raw, <laughs> Becky Lynch and Asker on SmackDown. Uh, Charlotte's a floating champion. Natalia, who just turned heel. Any any preference for where she goes? Who who do you think she could work better with? Uh, Sasha. We want people to make Sasha look good. Alrighty, Natalia's on Raw. Dana Brooke. It's, why has she been called up? Because yeah, well, they have their choices, Carl. Evidently. Interesting dynamic in the sense that she can be on one side to help Charlotte, but not on the other. So when she gets isolated over there, there's yeah. a, bit more, a bit more peril. Um, well, in that case, if Sasha's on if, Raw... If, I'm going to say, we've put... No, sorry, go on. No, I'll say, if Sasha's on Raw... Um, You've got her to work with, although not going to make fucking Sasha look good. Her to go through Dana first, and then when Charlotte jobs to Sasha, her and Charlotte on the same show again. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That makes sense. Um, so that said, Nikki Bella's going to be returning at some point soon. Um, well, we've we've only stuck, um, unless I've got this wrong, we've only got babyface women on SmackDown at the moment. So That's heel true. Nikki Bella on SmackDown. Heel Nikki on SmackDown. Keeps big. Big John happy. Big John's happy. He's on that oh, show yes, as well. Yeah. Well, maybe he's not happy. You just don't know. <laughs> uh, Paige is kind of floating around here. Uh, I expect her to end up as a heel to kind is, of bounce is, is the Is she baby yeah. face or heel She's now? A face. I don't know She's a face at the moment. Uh, a heel to me, but another, a baby face Another, another heel Smackdown. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. She's going to end up as a heel on Smackdown. Alrighty. And then the rest of them are kind of interchangeable and don't really matter all that much, to be quite frank. Uh, we can now move to the other NXT guys. So I guess this is a, a, a yay or nay on the call-ups front here. Austin Aries. Would you like him on on, on either roster? I think we need workers on Raw, so yes. You're really homing for workers on Raw, aren't it's you? three hours, dude. Three hours? Pretty thin. And in our, our world, we're going to have some pretty long matches, then. Or longer matches. We need options. We do. Options I, 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 don't, I don't dispute that. Um, 
Bobby Roode. I mean, sticking with this notion of, I understand it's developmental and we've got to look at the bigger picture, but I'm in favour of, I'm in favour of having someone like Roode as a mainstay on the NXT roster to work with these guys. Because they got they got to learn from an experienced hand somewhere along the way. Big, Otherwise, they're not going to grow. To be the big deal, so he gets drafted down the line as a free agent. You got something in the pocket then. Rude's coming up, and he can be the he can be the hot free agent they all go for because he's eligible next mm. year or whatever the fuck. Yeah. I, I just I just feel you need you need a couple of experienced heads down there for the, for the for the NXT guys to learn. Rude's not young either, so if that's no, if he's, that's you know, he's pushing forty now. So. Yeah, so again, if that's an issue and you want to get some mileage out of him on the main roster, now is the time. Mm. But is there a spot for him? Well, there's always a spot on Raw. <laughs> I, I, I think I can use him on Raw. Raw? Yeah. Okay. All right then. We'll go. Well, I suppose with Raw. we could we could always go with an Aries Rude tag team. If if at any point we you know the tag roster is depleted for one reason or another, you can put them together. All right. So they're both on Raw. The revival. Do we call it the revival? Speaking of tag teams, I think probably SmackDown. That looks like it makes sense to me as well. You've only got Enzo and Cass as a babyface team. You got the Duds. You got Breeze and Fandango. Uh, and the club on that side so really Enzo and Cass are the only babyface team there is there to be quite honest so that's Revi- a bit of a yeah so that wouldn't be revival on that show no haven't we still got have we got any tags left on the main roster we can ooh, not really <laughs> <laughs> um, we can make a tag team the ascension oh Jesus Again, why are they still employed? Well, one of them might not be. The Lucha be. Dragons. Uh, we can use the Lucha Dragons as a tag team if Callisto's uh, been written off as a single. So we can put them on SmackDown if you like. Yeah. yeah. Plus, we get good mileage out of um, Callisto there with, with uh, working with the other guys too. So that's cool. So how many have we got on Raw? We've got American Alpha, Usos, Vaude Villains, Vords. White and Harper, and the Golden Truth. So five teams there. And the New and Day new Wrestling. Day, the War. New Day are, are floaters. Oh, that's right. And then on SmackDown, you'd have Enzo and Cass, the Dudley Boys, Breeze and Fandango, the Lucha Dragons, and the Revival. Okay. Pretty, pretty good balance there, I think. Um, sort of same for Revival? Revival SmackDown. Okay. If, if we're just going to, if we're going to sort of run down the list to, to draw a line under NXT here, um, No Way Jose, I'd keep down there. That's Ty Dillinger. I must admit, I, I, I kind of like the act. I like the act. Um, I, I, I think he's, you know, he's solid enough in the ring. You can have him as a. Dare I say? I don't want to say an enhancement guy. I don't want to do but much of a disservice. Underneath but, heel, though. Yeah, with this NXT crowd, I'm not. I'm never too sure if he is a heel or not. Oh, of course not. But on, on the main roster, if you push him as a heel, I think he get over as a heel. Well, it, it, there's it's, there's a natural arrogance to the notion of a perfect ten, isn't there? So. Precisely. Where, where are you thinking? War needs names. Raw. Well, not names. He's not a name, but you know what I'm saying. Bodies. Needs bodies. bodies. Uh, anybody else you want to call up from NXT? We've, we've talked about a lot of guys there. N- not really. Looking at what's oh well, Might I, I like to work I like, club. He's on on the base of the time frame we're looking at the moment. He is going to have so much ring rust. Yeah, I, I keep him in NXT. For I a keep while. him in NXT for a little bit just to see how he is. If because the thing is, you don't know what you're getting with him now after uh, after a layoff this long. We don't know if he's going to be the same guy. Plus, he wasn't really lighting the world on fire anyway in NXT. So, Gregano and Champa. Maybe I, I don't have a, a sort of natural home for. Them. I don't. I'm almost reluctant to call them up in the sense of I don't. I don't really have anything in mind for them. Yeah. Other than there's another another tag team on the roster. I mean, when I look at Mojo Rawley, absolutely not. <laughs> no chance. The uh, Drifter. Certainly not the Drifter. The authors of pain. <laughs> what I, are your thoughts? I actually. I actually wondered where. How D'Lo Brown had got so big, and where he, and where he got his twin brother from, it. I wept when American Alpha lost and then had to be laid out by these two lumps. 
So, no, the authors of Pain are not coming up to the main roster. <laughs> and until a week ago, I didn't even know who TM61 were. Well, I'll go. show my ignorance there. Uh, what face teams we got on Raw, apart from American Alpha? The Golden Truth. So, just to clarify that, that's uh, Gargano and Champa on Raw, mm-hmm. you're thinking. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that pretty much does it for NXT, right? <laughs> now, does it for NXT. So, just so that everybody can keep up with where we are, because we talked about a lot there, uh, we do have the full rosters. Uh, of course, there are some names that we haven't talked about, but uh, in the interest of time, we're not going to bother talking about where the shining stars are going, which is probably somewhere. Uh, <laughs> Out into the night sky. Well, perhaps so. Or, you know, the, the, the return of these social outcasts. Uh, there will be another Java tag team somewhere along the lines I'm sure doesn't really matter no one's got any big plans for Jack Swagger I'm assuming no alright so these are the rosters as we have them on Raw led by the general manager Stephanie McMahon we have Roman Reigns Triple H never want, uh, wants to stick his nose in Seth Rollins Shinsuke Nakamura Kevin Owens Brock Lesnar Rusev the United States Champion the American Alpha the Usos as heels Randy Orton uh, Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper as a tag team the Vaude Villains the Golden Truth Dolph Ziggler Neville uh, Big Show Apollo Crews Sasha Banks Bailey, Natalia, Dana Brooke uh, Austin Aries Bobby Roode Ty Dillinger uh, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa over on SmackDown, led by Shane McMahon, we got John Cena, AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Finn Balor, forming the Bullet Club, uh, Samoa Joe coming up as a, uh, a hot heel, Sami Zayn, the Miz's Intercontinental Champion, Enzo Amore and Big Cass, the Dudley Boys, Chris Jericho, Tyler Breeze and Fandango as a tag team, Cesaro, uh, Kane, because he's got to go somewhere, uh, the Lucha Dragons and the Revival, uh, along with Becky Lynch, Asuka, Nikki Bella, and Paige, who's probably uh, destined for a heel turn herself uh, to balance out the numbers here at this point. Uh, there are obviously going to be other women and other men uh, in the lower card here to fill out numbers, but I don't really feel like we need to do. Uh, we don't really have any big plans for anybody else. Uh, so these are the, these are going to be the feature players on both shows. How do you feel about the way these uh, rosters have kind of bounced out here, fellas? Before we move on to uh, a little bit more listener feedback, what do you think? Uh, again, I'm just. I suppose with the undercard, you could you could wait more t- towards Raw. Um, I'm conscious that it's a longer show. Yes, it really caters that as much. I mean, yeah, we could add. Well, look at so, some of the names we haven't mentioned, for example. You can stick Del Rio and Seamus on Oh, Raw. shit, we didn't talk about them, did we? Okay, so Del Rio well, and well, Seamus. Why, why would you? I meant to. <laughs> Actually, I skipped them so we get some more interesting people. <laughs> I forgot to go back to them. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's let's just deal with them now. Seamus or Del Rio. Seamus, I'd stick them both on Raw. Uh... Oh, you don't want too much stink on that show. Though. Yeah, there's a lot of stank there. <laughs> One second you're talking about bodies, then you're talking about stank. Yeah. <laughs> How about we put Del Rio on SmackDown just to be nice to Paige? Why All do we right. care about Paige's feelings? I don't, but I don't give a shit about Del Rio, and I don't really want to talk about him, so... Okay, yep, fine. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> All right, there you go. Del Rio, SmackDown, Seamus, Raw. This is that scientific methodology we just came up with there. Grecian on the UK fan form says what I want from the draft to have the women on Raw with the extra hour and a new title on Smackdown with Cruiserweight being the obvious one uh, based off the uh, back of the tournament that's going to happen uh, I'd rather go for something a bit different maybe a newcomer's title instead which can only be won by people in their first two years on the main roster give the likes of Apollo Crews and others something to go for from the start rather than matches with Dolph and R-Truth uh, pay-per-views for the most part should remain dual branded and definitely not one show each month that's overkill I would however give each show one brand specific pay-per-view each year the May and October one 
ones. Uh, the writing teams should be split, not into shows, but into titles as well. So have one team responsible for the main title scene, another doing the tag division, and so on. And then a smaller team to fill the rest of the shows. It would hopefully mean that more TV matches actually mean something, and the likes of Titus, Baron Corbin, and so on get some creative attention. Who I want back? Shelton Benjamin, I still love him. MVP, who definitely has something to offer. Rey Mysterio, John Morrison, Carlito, and Damian Sandow too. Which actually does broach the, uh, the interesting subject here before we move on of the talk about outside guys being brought in to show up these cards with Kurt Angle's name being floated around exactly. as having apparently MVP has been called Carlito's oh, been called MVP yeah I'm not a big MVP fan at all but Carlito apparently was one of the people that was mentioned uh, amongst these guys Johnny Mundo is apparently the, from the Underground John Morrison is somebody that have been uh, thinking about bringing back from the outside looking at it, is there anybody from the outside that you'd be looking to bring in if they're being as aggressive as, as the, the rumours say that, uh, they are being of course, the Observer's been posted tonight, which in case I'm sure there's far more details of this. But anyway, <laughs> seeing Kurt back would sort of warm the cockles of my heart. Yeah. But but coaching you're, American but Alpha, you're always you're always concerned about Kurt's health, frankly. Hmm. I'd, I'd love to see him back just because I, I, I love the guy. So he, he was pretty. Um, I'd certainly have Shelton back. He got a bit, my, he got a bit chunky and lazy in Japan, to be honest, old Shelton. But maybe you'll uh, maybe you'll you know. Is he looking like his mama now? I say, <laughs> I say, mama's home cooking. <laughs> Monday. Yeah, I, I, I love Morrison. I think he's great. On the Underground, I think he's great. Uh, Maluka on TPWW says, I've not been watching regularly recently. Uh, I've missed the last couple of pay-per-views and I haven't watched any Raw or SmackDown. The reason why is because it's also paint by numbers. Usually a few goes back and forth, has three big matches, a handful of tags, even a number of wins and losses, and then the heel attacks someone else for some basic reason. That's why I would div- divide the brands totally. Separate touring, separate primary and secondary titles. Two separate feds with two separate rosters. Why? For a few reasons. For one, it would give more v- uh, variation to the shows and more options. If you don't want the WWE title scene on Raw, you might enjoy the world title scene on SmackDown. If you also have the opportunity to cater to two different kinds of fans and create two unique shows stylistically. Uh, secondly, it creates new stars and since the brand is the star nowadays, I don't think ratings would be affected much by who appeared on each show. Uh, there's no Rock or Stone Cold who needs to be present at all times for ratings, he says. Uh, at the same time, slightly slimmer rosters and a closer relationship between writers and the stars could be more depth to characters and stories as well as feuds that have time to be more creative and interesting. Uh, basically, intriguing TV has more of a chance if personalities have more time and a greater chance to shine through. As for NXT, I would keep it strictly developmental and bring up the experienced hands like Joe, Balor, and Aries to get them in the mix while they are still valuable as performers. Uh, don't need to go crazy with the groups and partners, you can keep it much the same. A mix of tag teams on each show, and he'd bring back Hassan Benjamin and uh, Miz and Morrison as a duo, uh, and of the Wyatts as the stable on SmackDown and the club on Raw. The Invisible Boy on the UK fan form says, I think the idea of a SmackDown 6 would be great again. I was thinking, possibly Nakamura, Cesaro, Zayn, Owens, AJ and Balor. Uh, however, I think AJ and Balor may be better suited to Raw with something brewing with the club storyline, so maybe add Itami, Samoa Joe, Neville or Rollins instead of them. If it wasn't for the club though, I reckon that the Smackdown 6 would be incredible, but Rollins, Neville, Joe or Itami instead of Balor and AJ has all the potential to be just as good. Uh, so, the idea of this Smackdown 6 thing has been kind of mentioned a few times here throughout the show. I, I, it's, yeah, I, I don't want to say it's been romanticised because um, there, there was a lot about it that I, I did like it was quite short-lived, in truth, for what it was. Yeah. It was a period of about five months, something like that. 
Uh, Neil Robinson on the Facebook page says Draft Zane and Owens to separate shows but I keep having them brought backstage uh, like Triple H and Mankind did at Canadian Stampede whenever there's a dual brand show and build to a blow up at Wrestlemania I do like the idea of keeping them separate we've done that here and that was kind of one of the things I was hoping to do but uh, Owens is going babyface by our, by our what so uh, that's quite interesting as things go down the line uh, one of the Shield members have to be on a different show he says I keep Reigns and Ambrose on the but Reigns has to turn push Rollins as the top babyface on Smackdown which I would have actually been all for had they not fucked this up <laughs> Um, they need mid-card heels. Bubba needs to become Bully Ray, and the Miz should honky-tonk his way to WrestleMania with the IC title, where Nakamura destroys him. On the subject of bringing back former stars to book up mid-cards, I'm okay with Benjamin, Morrison, Masters. I'd even bring back Drew Galloway, but I have no desire whatsoever to see Carlito. He's just Del Rio with a bad perm, and he's nowhere near as good in the ring as Del Rio. Which um, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm, I agree completely on the bad perm. He does. He also he also has a bad attitude and, and can sometimes be incredibly lazy in the ring. But I remember that promo flag on him that time. Oh yeah, yeah. I think, I think there was, I think there was uh, some genuine feeling in that one. That being said, I'd I'd still take Carly to over Del Rio. So with that said, we've got the rosters lined up. We've got a general direction for WrestleMania. Let's talk about how we're going to get there now. We've got these pieces in place. We've kind of got ideas for feuds at the top where people are going to be going. Dean Ambrose is going to be is, is the world champion. How are we getting from Dean Ambrose world champion to Kevin Owens and Brock Lesnar for the world title at WrestleMania? Given um, and you, something you mentioned, Liam, are we going to go Dean and Triple H at Mania? Dean needs something exactly, and he's, he, as much as it feels like a retread, and it somewhat is. Dean is, and they kind of push you know JBL on commentary is the voice of Vince of Ambrose. Oh my God, this guy's the the, the leader of the company. For Triple H to have... Because I don't want Triple H to be that involved, to be honest. I'm sick of Triple H. So this is where I'm kind of making this argument against my own better judgment in terms of what I want. Because you just know, Triple H can't be a secondary character. He always fucking tries to make himself the top issue. And uh, Triple H is the you know, COO. And you know doesn't like the fact that Ambrose is giving shit to his wife. You know, try, you know tries to fuck him out of the belt. I, I, even saying this, I don't like the way this sounds coming off my own tongue because I just don't really. I'm not inspired by no, it at I'm all. Inspired by it. I agree with you, Liam. It's it sounds sort of painful to describe it and to go down that route be, because of who Triple H is and how he acts generally in storylines. If it's not him for Ambrose, it doesn't really leave much else. Randy, Randy's the only one mm. that looks like he's on that level. It, it, would ha- it would have to be Orton, wouldn't it? I think it has to be Orton. Orton comes back as a babyface at first. We know he's going to turn heel anyway, and if he turns heel on Ambrose, then uh, you can set up a, a crazy blood feud well, there. How, how, how long do we want this Ambrose reign to be? If, if, if Brock wins at UFC 200, and Brock Redheart comes back, and Brock comes back and wants the world title because Ambrose holds it, and he crushed Ambrose at WrestleMania, he knows he can beat him, and Ambrose has this mountain to face to overcome... When you've got one world champion, you can't have Brock appear like once every two months with the belt again, which is, which is the downside. So, so really, really, Brock has to get it late. He has to get it at the yeah, Rumble. Yeah, Rumble. Um, so is Ambrose holding it till then? I would, but why? If we take it off him soon, it's exact, we're doing exactly the same thing that they always do to him. So oh, okay. Is it going to make a difference? Give him a chance. Okay, yeah. so, so why not? Because we may as well use Triple H. He's on the bloody roster. He's gonna. He would. What he would want to be involved. You know, his nose. Oh, his, his nose would be in our ear. But but a, but a, but, a, but, a, but, a, but a truncated one at SummerSlam. So did that truncated. No. Oh, Tr- it's always lost on you people. Triple H and Ambrose at SummerSlam. Yeah, just do it at SummerSlam and have Ambrose get his big win there. Yeah, beat beat Triple H clean. That that you know, 
it gives Ambrose something to do in the short term because they're, they're blowing through this this triple threat so match. Fast. So fast. Okay, so with that being the idea of Ambrose getting it until holding the belt until the Rumble, and, we, and again he can go back and forth with challenges, which is the beautiful thing. He can go against AJ Styles on a pay per view. In a, in a feud on SmackDown, and then he can go back over and work with somebody else on Raw, whether that be uh, you know Rollins or Reigns. If Ambrose catches fire, I would be open to him versus Lesnar at Mania as so the, the rematch one year later. That the mountain that Ambrose has to climb that he didn't before, and if, if you can build up that support, if you can build it up, I know we talked about Owens versus uh, versus Lesnar, but if Ambrose, if, if we give an Ambrose the fighting chance, and we're going to throw everything on him to see if he succeeds, if he actually does. I'd stick with Ambrose and go Ambrose Lesnar. If it doesn't work, you go to Lesnar, and then Owens is the guy who uh, who takes the place as the uh, the anchor babyface. How does that sound? Okay, so but then we need a fallback plan for Owens. Keep him on the course he's on because people are cheering him anyway in real life. So since that's happening, build it towards the Rumble where you can if, if, if about a month out you can probably figure out are we going with Ambrose or are we not. So if that's your attitude, you can probably you can start planting the seeds of Owens as a babyface, a bit more courageous. Bit more, bit more, you know, that that fighting mentality. Bit more, kind of big league talk about wanting the ultimate fight prize, which is the main event of WrestleMania, the world title, and uh, and yeah, I think that's probably the natural way to go. We need a heel and face alternative for Owens. Owens, if, yeah. Triple H. Yeah, honestly, I think that's quite good. You've got a natural thing that doesn't smack of. Uh, I guess you could do the anti-authority thing if you wanted to, even though it's mm. old hat. But you could even just go I- Triple H. Looking down his, his huge nose oh, at the fat guy. I, I, oh, that's it. I can I can see the promos. There is. Oh. Yeah. Think so? Yeah, Even yeah. if he loses, it's the Brian complex. I suppose the comeback is I'll kick your fucking ass. Yeah, maybe. Owens isn't the type verbally to get completely outdone the way that a no, guy like Brian would. No, you know. true, true. Yeah, he, he could go. He, toe has, to that, he toe. has that natural sort of quick wit about him, doesn't he? And at least that's a that's, that's a big fallback for Owens if the uh, mm. if that doesn't if okay. that falls through. So that, that's an alternative there for Mania. We're talking about so, Reigns. Reigns as a heel. We got. I think we've got to actually touch on this because we completely missed it and how he's actually going to turn. We, we were kind of debating the idea of Ambrose and Triple H at SummerSlam, but at the same time, I'm thinking that if we're going to go with Reigns as a big time heel, when does the turn happen? How does it happen? It has to be something important, and Ambrose is, is the obvious answer. But then he has to lose. Yeah, because otherwise you just you you pretty much cut Reigns nuts off immediately at the turn if he loses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could, couldn't you have him do? Couldn't you have him attempt to re-injure Rollins? And I suppose we've got no intention. Do a double to, turn. I was going to say, we've got, have we got much of an intention to turn Rollins, really? I mean, How about that? Okay, so that, that's. I, I think so, because we've got him against. Yeah, oh, fuck no, because we've got him against Nakamura, weren't we? <laughs> Bollocks. <laughs> if, we, if we had him against Styles, which is what I was originally thinking, then we could turn him babyface, and he's, he's a guy to wrestle Styles. So AJ, Seth. Na- Nakamura and Zane in the rematch next to the year before. Could do that, that'd be quite sexy. I just think, as, as a heel, he's fucking... Seth's cold as ice as a heel mm. right now. And plus, who the fuck wants to see Seth Rollins do his boring-ass heel promos again? Mm, yeah. It's like, I don't know why they felt the need to reprise this legendary heel act that caused <laughs> ratings to go down and was just absolutely insufferable. Is that the golden... It's <laughs> golden numbers compared to... It's, it's, not that, it's not that fucking golden, trust um, me, folks. 2.3 is better than 2.1, so I grant you, but it's not that much better. So we're going to turn... Double turn... I think that's the way to double get... Double turn Reigns and Seth. I think that's the way to do it. And so AJ, Seth and Mania. All right, we're changing directions here. That's what happens when you have a committee booking meeting. Carl is kind of sitting there with his uh, hand on his face, like Arn Anderson in the background of a Ric Flair promo sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Except my drinking hand's been useless for years. Um... <laughs> I'm just thinking, you don't, you don't want to go into a situation at Mania. It's Nakamura's first Mania where you think, 
he should have some. It sounds disrespectful to say, but he should have something bigger than Sami Zayn. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Uh, but then, you know, logically, you're you're absolutely right, Liam. It, you know, they really did screw the pooch with with what they've done with Rollins, where they've brought him back. It all comes just, back. It's, it's the moving parts debate where it's like what if, if you're keeping away from Ambrose for Roman's heel turn the only other reason that I think you could get him majorly hated is to just play up the role in sympathy yeah because any other option I think you're going to fall short of the mark and I, I don't think it's enough for him to just turn off the back of the reactions he's getting now because you'd say well where was that why why didn't he just turn three months ago yeah Seth being, just his, Seth being his undoing seems like the logical way to do it unfortunately and of course you've always got the jealousy thing with Ambrose that you can do you can go to Ambrose and Reigns and have that, that final match end in such a way where it bleeds into Reigns' next feud uh, which he can then win prepping him for the match with Cena at Mania I'm, I'm giving it my formal endorsement <laughs> <laughs> for what that's worth and then what we've got for Nakamura because like you say I do want him to be involved in something really big it can be with Zayn we just have to make sure we book Zayn strongly I mean, I'm, I'm not too concerned about him being babyface babyface program because it's it's you know if it's mania, sometimes you do get things like that. Conceivably, the way they worked at NXT, if you do that on a bigger stage, they both come out of it with being more over than they were going in. Well, if we keep the US title on Rusev, why isn't Nakabut Rusev? I'm down with that. Yeah, make, I'm make fine with that. Means something. He's so got he, he gets something tangible out of it because God knows we'll you know. The, the secondary titles just off the fact that we've got a floating champion means they will automatically get more focus alright and then on the on the other side for Sami Zayn the Intercontinental title versus Finn Balor yeah because yeah. that could be a, a cracking yeah, like little that. series yeah. of matches yeah, like yeah, Finn you, and you, Zayn yeah, you, you can have Miz Miz drops the title to Cesaro eventually Balor gets it off Cesaro yeah, yeah they, they can go. go back and forth for a little bit during the whole yeah. Bullet Club stuff you get Cesaro yeah. in there for the tags and stuff like that eventually Sami Zayn's the guy who, who moves towards Finn Balor so now with our rearranged card it's looking like Brock Lesnar versus either Kevin Owens or Dean Ambrose depending on how Ambrose's reign uh, goes at this point Roman Reigns versus John Cena in the blood feud uh, Samoa Joe after being built up on Smackdown for a good few months against The Undertaker AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins in an interpromotional match Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev for the United States Championship Kevin Owens as a backup against Triple H if he absolutely has to be if he's not ready for the world title scene but we're going to look to turn him babyface anyway because we think that's where the money is and then uh, Sami Zayn versus Finn Balor for the Intercontinental Championship uh, on the other side for Smackdown so New Day of the Tag Team Champions currently but where do you want the belts to go because uh, American Alpha looks like a, a direction that a lot of people are going to want so, uh, oh yes they're taking them at Mania yeah, I think so. I think so too. I think that's a, I think that's a nice uh, kind of way to kind of... Alpha's got a few months of wrestling the Raw teams uh, to, to kind of build themselves up before they get to WrestleMania anyway. And of course, when they do, then they can, they can start wrestling the SmackDown teams as, uh, as, as natural opponents. Uh, but again, there's a transition there. New Day as a babyface team to American Alpha. There has to be a transition, I'm, I'm sure, which, here. Which is Gallows and Anderson. I agree. I mean, I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I'm not a big Gallows fan. I, I wasn't beforehand... Um, I was hoping that the stories I'd more heard than seen be reflected upon his return. I'd, so far, on a small sample size, I grant you, but so far, no. No, he, he hasn't improved that much. He's, he's, he's more or less the same gallows that was there before to me. Yeah, I, I, would, I wouldn't um, argue that too much at all. But that being said, the New Day are over. Do they, they don't need the tag belts to stay over. Logically, you you go to them. At what point you do that? Do you go to SummerSlam? Would you keep the belts on Gallows and Anderson that long? Or uh, I I probably probably in the interim. I, I probably wouldn't 
do it straight away. I think that you're mm. probably looking at... depends on Harper comes back, too, from the knee injury. Because if Harper comes back and informs the team, I wouldn't mind them doing the tag match with the Wyatts. Because that's a good cred, good cred match for the New Day before they lose to the club. Mm. Think about what you could have in the months building up to Mania. You've got the club going in with Balor as the IC champ. Yeah. They've got the tag belts. And, and in theory, if, if you want to... The, the way we play it, have we got Balor to lose at Mania, the IC belt? Have we talked I think about so. that? I think, I think Finn loses I, I think it the, the way we play it is Balor loses the IC belt. You have them lose the tag belts. And then that's where, if you want to, you could start to tease Balor away as babyface. Yeah. You know, things start to unravel a bit for the group. All right, I like that. Uh, the Women's Championship's coming on Charlotte. It's probably going to Sasha at SummerSlam. Uh, so what are we doing for WrestleMania with the women? Sasha and Asuka but uh, yeah. it, it, again it's too well it doesn't have to be baby faces Asuka can be a heel she can I, I see enough I, I, vicious vicious heel let's just get away from the sort of the archetypal foreign heel that the company would love to do yeah salt throwing amongst the women's matches salt throwing you know sandal wearing goldfish <laughs> tenders <laughs> <laughs> That's not racist, I stole it from The Simpsons. Sasha Banks versus, who did we say? Asuka. Asuka. And then, are we looking at a second women's match on the card? Because you've got people like Sh- you got Charlotte and Bailey uh, in there as well. We've got about seven hours to film, I remember. So. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, true. Oh, jeez, I forgot about that. That's f- I think Charlotte and Bailey would be a good match anyway, yeah, so... Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to a second women's match on this show. So Charlotte and Bailey gets on the card as well. So again, we've got guys like Cesaro, who's not currently on there. Um, Orton's not currently on there. You know, you've got these guys. Bobby Roode, Austin Aries, these guys we've called up. Are, are they all destined for the Andre Battle Royal? <laughs> well, there will be an Andre Battle Royal. Which Jericho's not even on this card. Enzo and Cass not on this card. You see what I'm saying? It's, ter- it's actually quite interesting to, to view when you bulk up the rosters, but you still got to do the one, the one big show. I mean, I'm wondering next year if WrestleMania is going to be another six, seven hour marathon based on on how many people they're going to have. I have no doubt it will be. Oh come on! That's not changing. Not going back on that now. Oh come on! Jericho, Jericho, Jericho Cesaro is perhaps the opener. Is it a retread though? I don't think so. They haven't really done that really as a, an extended feud at any point. I don't no, think no, so. No. Jericho Cesaro is, is, I think, the opener of the show. You, you're going to have a battle royal. You can have another type of multi-man match if you want. Enzo winning the battle royal is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not big cast. Uh, By then, okay. Let's ask it very quickly before we uh, we kind of uh, touch on some final uh, directions from the the listeners and kind of sum things up. Enzo and Cass, are we thinking keep him as a team, or are we going to do the degree panic fire of he's big, he could be good, let's let's push him for Cass. He's big, he won't be good. Let's keep them as a team. <laughs> Simple as that. Uh, tell me, tell me, I'm wrong. Got, By all means, but I can see Cass winning the battle royal. I, 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 oh, I can see it. I could certainly uh, see it in, in the in sort of the quote unquote real world. But... Do we do the tease new jet new day Cass because. If Gallows and Anderson take the belts off New Day, New Day replace more SmackDown, so we could do New Day, Enzo and Cass, which has been teased now, but there's no real need to go to it right now. Hmm. Face face? Yeah, but given the nature of the of the verbal jousting, it's kind of like just a fun match. A big Cass and Enzo really gonna matter by the time we get to Mania. Because we're not <laughs> well, we've booked them. Well, no, <laughs> well no, but we're not putting an awful lot of folks on them and and, and frankly, I don't well, I yeah, don't see that much in the long term, I really, I really don't. I think they're going to be I think a great sh- opening match act, yeah, and that's that's great. Was that? Yeah, yeah. You can. And, you and can some gallows need opponents before they get to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll yeah. work with them. Something like that. Yeah, absolutely. But I just think I see the shtick getting old quite quickly. Time will tell on that one. There's no yeah. way to know right now. I think so. Uh, but but uh, again, there's, there's plenty of guys who are on the roster, not on the show. So it might be battle royal time for, for a good few of them. <laughs> just just to say, 
I have never booked a battle royal, so I'm not going to endorse that. <laughs> In fact, I'll say no, and you two can say yes. So. If, it, if it helps you sleep at night, Kieran, I'll say yes. I'll say yes. Uh, Lesnar versus Dean Ambrose or Kevin Owens, depending on who gets uh, hot as a babyface out of those two. But they are, we're looking at a babyface new guy beating Lesnar for the belt of WrestleMania 33. Fingers crossed UFC 200 goes our way, because if it doesn't, oh dear God, <laughs> is this card in trouble? Uh, if not, then the belt might end up going on. Roman Reigns versus John Cena. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but that's on the card as well. Samoa Joe versus Undertaker. Is it going to be as simple as just Joe comes in, kills everybody, it lo- he looks unstoppable, and then Taker confronts him? He calls out Taker. Think so? Well, yeah, because he's not going to be backing down from him anyway. Mm, I think Taker comes out because he needs some shine on him. Taker comes out to challenge him. Joe doesn't back down, though. Yeah. Yeah. And especially for the way we want to tell the story where Joe chokes him out anyway. Yes, absolutely. You, you, don't, you don't want Joe being chicken shit and then all of a sudden he gets the mainer and he's badass, do you? So. Styles and Seth Rollins. How are we going to set this one up? Because they are on separate shows. Uh, Rumble. Rumble eliminations. In this, yeah. Starting off with something backstage. Arguing sarcastic going back and forth who's the best they can be the two marathon men in the rumble as well have them go quite far into it what number one and number two yeah ah very interesting I quite like that uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Russo we haven't talked much about Nakamura's uh, direction is it very similar to Joe just come in put him over put him over put yep, him over yeah. any instinct on on who works with straight away because Joe he can be the more the, the job of squasher right yeah he can, he can just kill folks I, I love the idea of him and Cena at some point I think that's just going to be great Cena and Joe uh, built up Joe Ah, oh, could be tremendous. Uh, Nakamura, I like the idea of him being kind of in the mix a lot quicker. But Nakamura kind of involved pretty strong early on. Is there anybody that you have kind of uh, designs on him being involved with? They may not necessarily be the greatest <laughs> matches to showcase Nakamura, but on the basis we may as well use them. Kill Sheamus. I thought Sheamus. Heal Ziggler. Yeah, heal Ziggler. G- given that. The only reason when he goes here. Bobby Roode at some stage. Given Plenty of people is the point for Nakamura yeah, to go there's, to. Yeah, there's, there's, en- there's enough people there. Yeah, and he's, he's on his own quest to, to win a championship. And again, uh, Russo's going to keep that belt for a long while too. He's going to keep it until WrestleMania. Like Sheamus, Ziggler, it's like he's going through former world champs. Yeah, if, if that's Ugh. his thing. Does, doesn't that speak volumes? He's Beach going swagger. Through, he's going through <laughs> former world champs. I like that idea though. He's going against former world champions. He wants gold. And he's never lost. He's yeah. ne- yeah. He doesn't lose. But let's just make a point that they will never be referred to on commentary as former world champs. I think they have to we'd, be. Oh, we don't want to draw that's that distinction. Put stank on the belt. Nakamura is the champion. Yeah, the, the champion. The champion, champion hunter. Yeah, yeah, the champ killer. There you go. Then obviously that that leads to three uh, wonderful matches down the line. Yeah, possibly. I think it marks the first time on the podcast that Kieran's used the word champion without putting an accent on it. Kevin Owens versus Triple H. If Owens uh, does not supplant Ambrose, is the, is the backup plan. Uh, so that's tri- Triple H is the fall guy for uh, the guy who doesn't want to wrestle Lesnar, I suppose. Sami Zayn versus Finn Balor for the IC title. The Bullet Club versus uh, American Alpha for the tag title. Sasha Banks versus Asuka for the uh, women's championship. Charlotte versus Bailey as another women's match on the show. And Jericho versus Cesaro in a, a good opening strong uh, strong opener there I feel and of course a battle royal with all your favourite superstars involved with and the rest <laughs> and Baron Corbin if he's back up from NXT getting out some uh, final thoughts from you the loyal listeners Pat Dooley on the Facebook page says I'm also on Team World Champion Floats uh, make, him, uh, make him ineligible to be drafted which then sets up a fun that loose cannon is a free agent storyline after Ambrose drops the belt assuming they want Cena and Reigns to be the top guys on their respective brands have them split move the IC title to one show US to the other same with the women's and tags and split those divisions as well all the women on one show all the 
the tags on the other. Uh, he says that he'd have Cena, Rollins, Orton, and Jericho at the top on Raw, uh, and he would have Rain, Styles, White, and Sheamus on SmackDown as the top guys. I'll use the special attraction characters like Lesnar and Heyman, Rock and Taker as just that. Don't have them drafted to either show, just let them float either way. From there, they'll need to call some people up from NXT, since neither roster is super deep. But honestly, neither is NXT at the moment. Balor and American Alpha are ready, but they both leave huge smoking craters in full sail if they left. Nakamura can fill Balor's spot pretty easy, but there's no heir apparent to American Alpha. Uh, honestly, if this draft is done right, this might be what it takes to get me back into WWE. New rivalries, new stories, any change is welcome at this point. Noid on the TPWW forums says a SmackDown 6 of Owens, Jericho, Cesaro, Zayn, and Nakamura Balor would be excellent, just throwing it out there. I eventually want to see Joe called up as a John Cena opponent. Cena can sell their personal history and put Joe over as the guy that taught him all about hustle, loyalty, and respect. Uh, I think it'd be a huge moment if Joe actually makes Cena tap in their first encounter, putting him over as the Samoan submission machine and giving Cena a loss to truly respond to. Cena could take some time to do some movie cameos or host a shitty and gritty reality show before returning one last run, still has what it takes to be the face that runs the place. Uh, Rumours have Cena going to SmackDown, but I can't help but think he might be better off on Raw with Ambrose heading to SmackDown. Uh, specific assignments aside, I want Cena and Orton on different shows. Those two are like matter and antimatter together, except that when they touch, instead of exploding, they create space tsunamis of boredom, and the result is, it doesn't matter. Much like Orton, Rusev and Wyatt need to never go near Cena again, which means they have to be on the same roster as Orton, which, funnily enough, we actually have. Uh, you need to send the Wyatt family over there too. They can work with a new day, but leave it as three members. Luke Harper can be on his own on the Cena show to get a real chance on his own, which actually, I quite like that idea. We didn't do it, but uh, if we were going to keep the whole family... I like him, but this notion that he's going to be anything, I think is uh, foolhardy. Don't, don't see himself. No? No. Nothing to that one? I, Carl? I... I think there's potential there. I, I really, I really do love him coming back as a psycho, yeah, ultimate psycho that he hasn't been before, Brody style. When they did it, they did it in such a half-ass, shitty way. Well, they, it's they, kind of tainted they, his they position. They did it and they didn't try. Yeah, they, 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 you know, they, they made him a singles. He got the IC belt, and then he did several jobs to Dolph Ziggler. Max Power on the UK fan forum says I couldn't tell you what I want to see but I can tell you what I don't want to see I don't want to see Shane and Stephanie being the centerpiece of each show <coughs> and feuding over every little thing while the talents are subservient to them uh, I also don't want to see a supplemental draft like in previous years because this basically means that anyone who isn't drafted on the show proper isn't worth a wank whoever gets announced on W.com may as well head out the nearest fire door I want to see Kurt Angle somewhere Christ knows how or in what capacity but he must return and get the sting treatment which I'm assuming doesn't mean a broken neck in the ring which is why that's, thing. <laughs> yeah, that's bad form though bad, yeah, bad form um, it's tough to do the draft though in the sense of you can't have everyone on the stage and then the guy who gets picked last is Darren Young or something like that <laughs> because then it, it makes him that's, look like shit anyway well that's the thing even I, I, I do un understand the argument but even if you have everyone drafted on a, th a three hour <laughs> roar and god knows you've probably got enough time to do it people would then just look at the numbers and oh, well, he was drafted number 25 so he's still not worth a bucket of warm piss anyway more than that it's, it's cool but after you get past five well I mean that, but that's that's the curious thing to me are they going to do a proper you know are they going to do a draft in the style of what they did in 2002 which I liked or which, which I which I was in which I'm in favour of or are they going to go down the route they did when Bischoff and Heyman were GMs and just picking the lottery balls out the random name generator oh, in the later years that was the, shit the pissed Taz off every year <laughs> <laughs> we need some picks <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I, I think it's like, I think there is intrigue because with all the new guys you can make it what fucked it up in 2002 was instead of picking you know 
over people. They had, like, Mark Henry and Maven and Lita get drafted in the top ten. And it's like, that's just ridiculous. He's just killing yeah, it here. Vin- Vince made that horrific insinu- insinuation that uh, Flair might have just drafted Lita because he wanted to get into it. Who-, who would ever think that about Ric Flair and a yeah. redhead? And of all the people, by the way, to make that comment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, what you could do, though, because yeah, you got the problem where you, it's... Yeah, after guys, after a certain number, they look shit. But you can mix it up because, like, you do it in you do maybe your top five, then okay, then you do top three women each, or then you do your tag teams, then you do that's not a bad idea. Then you do pick a champion or something, and you just like basically that's actually a good way to do it. I quite like that so idea. So you mix it up so it's like you kind of disguise the fact guys are getting picked at different times. Yeah, um, heading into the, the women's round now, we're heading to the tag team round now. Yeah, that kind of uh, uh, that's a, that's, a, that's a hell of a way to do it. Whereas we sit there, sat there waiting for the moment where they actually break up a tag team. And think, Why the fuck have you done that? Yeah. yeah. What were you thinking? Uh, Kaz Hayashi with a different uh, type of draft himself. He says, I'd run the draft. Uh, this is not the real Kaz Hayashi, but he's from the UK fan forum. I was going to say, if it is, he still owes me something from the Glacier Fire Sale. <laughs> That's a good reference. I'd run the draft like an election campaign, keep it going for one month and one month only with a payoff for uh, championship decisions being made at SummerSlam. Up until that point, I'd announce lower and mid-card guys each week uh, trying to stay clear of Shane versus Steph. Don't split tag teams up for the sake of it and have 100% separate brands at the end. I dread the idea of the WWE doing anything that remotely smacked of being political. Can you imagine all the hideous Trump and Clinton jokes they try and get in? All, all, all the writers are jack off to that Vince would love and we'd just die on TV. <laughs> I think I've died a little inside just explaining it. Or you don't do that. Maybe you do round, like different rounds of the, the, the top, top five, say, your, uh, the women tag teams. But then for the rest, there's something in terms of like that lobbying where like rather than getting assigned, they are, they lobby one way or the other and yeah, so they sign up for a show rather than getting forced there oh okay but it still it still has the supplementary dra- draft thing where well they weren't actually they weren't picked they were picked yeah yeah so it's kind of a bit of a damned if you damned if you don't yeah. I think that's, that's kind of the peril of this whole concept really LCC in the UK fan film says one of my favourite things in the NFL is when someone gets drafted way later than expected and watching their glum face as they get drafted late WWE doing a version of this would be great the ultimate failed drug test punishment for Roman could be getting drafted after Victor <laughs> <laughs> Which I just don't think is going to happen somehow. Uh, Big Vic on TPWW says, Personally, I'd like to see the following superstars on Raw. Cena, Reigns, Del Rio, Sheamus, Big Show, Mark Henry, Baron Corbin, Apollo Crews, Dolph Ziggler. Pretty much anyone I have no interest in watching anymore due to them being stale or or uninteresting. Uh, This would give me a huge excuse not to watch a three-hour wrestling show and just watch the two-hour Smackdown. So uh, I think people are going to pick and choose here. Whatever. They might pick Smackdown if they make it too good. I mean, whilst... We're all intrigued by sort of the creative aspect of it and, and the way they're going to book this thing. There, there's that sense that you know, I don't expect it to lead to any big upswing in in business or even even really much of a modest upswing. I think there'll be some initial interest in the early stages, but you know, as you allude to there, Liam, it's <coughs> it's still five hours of television every week, and most people don't want to commit five hours to watching pro wrestling on TV not not everyone is like us the, I think the numbers will, will bear that out I don't think I don't see a great deal of movement long term solely off the back of there being a brand extension it's going to it's going to take something more almost more fundamental to me it's going to I hate to use the term sort of not the next Austin or anything like that but it's going to take it's going to take bigger personalities I think 
and a real sense of a, a, a change in the way they're going to push people and God knows maybe put more impetus on wins and losses or you know just, would just be a nice. suggestion but the thing is they can do that naturally anyway with only one show a week with these guys mm. yeah. having the two shows a week really has hurt a lot and, and because that's the thing that's the overexposure right there where you, you're going to have especially because there hasn't been that much roster churn mm. with so many regular guys it's inevitable you're going to have guys cycled up, down, in, out, left, right, as we've seen with all these former world champions we joked about before. But that's part and parcel of this. And I think that, uh, that this hopefully will go some way into avoiding that because that really only started when they really started getting soft with the brand extension, time-wise, if, I, if, I, if my recollection is correct. Yeah, I, mean, I could see it maybe being a, you know, a more interesting... It's going to be more interesting. It's going to be a bit more creative. I, I, just, I don't... Because of the fact that there's five hours every week, I just... I'm not convinced there's going to be a large upswing in the numbers. Orton's going to get a lot of play when he comes back. You just know he is. I'd have him lose to Lesnar. Really? You do that match? Yeah. Orton and Lesnar? What, what else you got for Lesnar straight away? Orton, because he hasn't been around, he's somewhat fresh. As, as fresh as stale bread can get. But... <laughs> 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 but um, has been sitting uh, on the same shelf looking the same for twelve years. Yeah, but he's you know he hasn't been around for a while, and he's a legit. He's got he's got guy top, with, he's got top guy equity. Yeah. Basically. It's, it's enough of a credible name. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's that kind of take a Triple H segment when they did that that time when Lesnar comes back and Orton confronts him. It's like oh my god, Randy Orton's back. You know, if he's in there in a, in a, in a hot new issue, not feeling like he's in the same place he's been because this is going to feel bigger. Then uh, yeah, maybe Lesnar Orton at SummerSlam. Yeah, it, yeah. And if Lesnar's coming off that uh, that big win at UFC, which, which he will, we have. <laughs> you know, Orton sort of play into that if he wants. You know, you've come back with with your big reputation. I I was the legend killer. You know, it's just some sort of spiel to that effect. You know. Yeah, the guy that broke the street sounds like the ultimate legend to me, and I want to kill it one more. Yeah, that, 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 along those lines, there's something there with Orton. Of course, he gets crushed by Lesnar. On oh, a, absolutely. Uh, I'm probably injured. Let's be honest. I'm probably injured. It's probably going to happen. That shoulder's not staying in place after all those suplexes. So, uh, so with that said, that's 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 uh, that's how it's shaping up. Of course, you at home, you can let us know how you think we did, and uh, in about six months, we'll be able to figure out if, if if what we had lined up here was better than what they do. But I am interested to see what they do. It's going to be a lot of fun to see, uh, especially on draft day. Draft day is going to be a very exciting show on SmackDown. I feel. <laughs> We having a draft pie? <laughs> I think we should have a draft pie. I think you should you should at home as well, folks. Uh, yeah, so that's how it's uh, how it's shaping up here. Final thoughts, gentlemen, as we kind of reflect on the on the lay of the land. Do you think, given what we've talked about today, is this doable? Could it be exciting? Could it work? Well, I said at the start that looking for the positives of the draft situation scenario. If you keep them separate, if you're disciplined with your booking, if you protect the right guys on your show, yeah, it can work. Will it? Will they? I have no faith in them to do that, to be honest. Um, we'll see. It's all a big question mark yeah, right yeah. now, isn't it? I mean, you know, personally, I think it's time to give ourselves the old Barry Hall, it's pat on the back. I, I think we've done a wonderful job with these rosters. <laughs> um, I've got a bit more optimism in SmackDown in the short term. Again, not to sound redundant for a change, but it's that, that those time issues. I've I've got more faith in a more a more condensed, more disciplined two-hour show than I have a three-hour show, which you know does run the risk, and as we see at the moment, can tend to meander, particularly during you know between hours two and three. So uh, that's how it's lined up at uh, SCG. Let us know what you think about this uh, this turn of events, our WrestleMania card. 
Any thoughts that you'd like to chime in, we love them as always. Uh, we will be back. There actually will be no show next week. This is an on-air production meeting for you fellas too, I forgot to tell you. Uh, there won't be a show next week because I'm uh, going to be preparing to move house. So there's not going to be any time for me to do the, uh, the necessary editing. He's going from the penthouse to the outhouse. That's why Chase is near. He's upstairs crying, isn't he? He is indeed. <laughs> Little bitch! <laughs> so yeah, there will be no show next week. But when we return the following week, we're going to be doing the Monday Night War timeline. Uh, we are back to July and August in 1998 for WWF and WCW talking about Raw and Nitro of course with notes from the Wrestling Observer newsletters of the time as we do traditionally and uh, if you haven't heard any of our previous timeline shows you can of course go back and listen to them at squaredcirclegazette.com as you can with all of our other shows but uh, that's going to be a fun one to do in a couple of weeks uh, July and August WWF on the highway to hell WCW on the highway to hell in a handbasket I think is, is probably the appropriate way to put it so that's coming up next on SCG Radio for episode 90 we hope you enjoyed number 89 uh, here at Squared Circle Gazette Radio so for Carl Jones let me know what you thought of our draft at oldmanjones85 on Twitter my rapid rate response I should be back in touch by the time for the 2017 draft for Kieran O'Rourke I've got an impression for you God what's this I don't know. Cold sister in a high wind. Time to be a headline of you.